everybody. Welcome to episode five of the David Nassau Show. I am the David Nassau, and here we have Tashawn Anderson. And so, before, as I introduce him, you know, Tashawn graduated from the University of Florida in 2018 with a major in political science and a minor in innovation. His plan was to double major at UF and venture into criminal law. And after taking a gap year, he began to dip more into what I into his uh, individual and drive to goals, or where, sorry, I'm messing this up here, into what he calls his individual driving goals, into where uh, one thing that is also held strong for him, sorry, uh, was his love to make and handle money. Apologize, I butchered that sentence. He started several small businesses and has, uh, has had business cards from his neighborhood lawn care, car wash, and dog washing gigs, all when he started those at 11 and 12 years old. Society says to trade in your time for freedom, go to school, accumulate debt, and then work a job for 40 years until you collect retirement. But that just isn't the life for Tashan. The pandemic lit a, match, uh, lit a match under him and reminded him that no one is going to save him. It's going to be up to him to create his financial plan and, and, and ensure that he's stable. So after sitting on the sidelines and doing a bunch of reading here or there uh, regarding some investing, Tashan finally jumped off the porch on November 11th, 2000, 2020, and began to put his money where his mouth is. While he is no expert, he has put, the, put hours into researching, reading, and studying how the rich get richer. And furthermore, he's begun to teach his friends and family members how to maneuver their money and set themselves up for their future. The goal for Tashan is general generational wealth and to be the first in his family to uh, to pass along generational assets that and he's going to be doing it brick by brick so without further ado i'm going to pull you on screen how you doing tashan thanks for joining hey man how's it going i appreciate you having me thanks for the intro you hyped me up a little bit yeah <laughs> man hey very well written might i add right now so i i appreciate uh you taking the time to do that sorry i butchered a sentence or two there but you know okay. you know obviously there's a lot to unpack just from your your bio right there maybe tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about you and your words and you know what makes tashan tashan uh tashan um, I think, again, thanks for having me. I think, uh, my main thing is too, man, I think I just wake up and, uh, try to be me, you know, I think, uh, you know, I've had a pretty good childhood, but I, I've always liked things and, and, and just life and experiences and doing things. And, uh, like I said, I'm the eldest of five. So I was never, uh, the type of person I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to take off my siblings plate. It's like at the, you know, at the end of the day, like if I can make it less hard on one person, cool, I'll do it. And. It's fun though, man. I learned just so much just as a kid, just kind of going out there and, you know, like I was like 13, 14 years old, like resodding people's front lawns in my neighborhood. And I had, I'd never done it, you know, but uh, I, I have a lot of fun. And, and I think, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of the time people have just even like the smallest ideas. And uh, I think they, 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 they minimize them because they think they're too small or they think it's dumb, but Man, looking at just the growth that's that's impacted me even over the last year, um, since yeah, since January this year to now, and then you know, to start a pandemic to now, it's been honestly crazy to see just um just the growth that came out of out of something where people are really just freaking out. So um I think the whole point of this episode is to say that hey, I really didn't start with too much information. I kind of did my own digging. Um you do go down some wormholes sometimes, you know, and you're just like, wow, okay. But at least you, you learn a lot. And uh, uh, it's just fun. Though. I think, I think a lot, I think people should at 26, like, I think people should invest themselves. Just take a chance, roll the dice, roll the dice. 
Yeah. So, you know, let's start, you know, with your, you know, childhood, right? Tell us about your family. You said you're the oldest of five. So, you know, yeah. it's a, a lot of siblings right there to, to, you know, be the, I assume people got a, a lot of people looking up to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, uh, it's fun. The, uh, the, the youngest is four. And then the next close age to me is about 24. So we got a pretty, pretty big gap. <laughs> um, nice. Nice. But yeah, yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, I think, I think they're, they're funny too. They, uh, they teach you a lot about life too. And you, you learn so much. I think that the, the biggest point where I, I told you in my bio that my goal is to pass down something from generation to generation. So I want to like learn it to the point where like, Hey, if they have a question about anything, I may not know the answer, but I know someone that has an answer to it. You know what I mean? We can right. get it resolved. And that's how people build. And, and uh, they're my inspiration. So I love all my siblings. So y'all are fun. Y'all are fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, God love you. I mean, again, they're your family, right? You got to, you know, you got to love them. So uh, what about, uh, so with your growing up, right? You said you started some companies when you're 11, 12, 13, 14, right? Yeah. Super young, right? Um, tell, take me your mind back then, right? Like was, what was the motivation there to just be out helping your community, but also having business cards as young as, again, like 11, right? You know, what was that like? What were your influences too? Um, my influences are just, are just honestly the goals and dreams I have in life. And I think, I think the best part about it, and I have a, uh, I do a small business now, www.hookedup.us. I like to sell hats and beach bags and stuff like that too. And I was talking to my mom the other day and I was telling her, I was like, every time you hear like the little Shopify cha-ching, like notification, every time, I don't care like when it is, like I still get excited like I did when I was a little kid. And I think that that's really what it was. Like, they didn't really want to sit around the house and do nothing, you know? So you get out like, hey, I got your grass, I've turned to one thing and like, you get paid a wage and you're like, Hey, okay. Like, how can I scale this? How can I make more money? How can I, I think that, that aspect of it was, I think at that point, it was just such a juvenile thing for me that once you start like making it and you feel it and you feel your work, you know, you, you put in that energy, you just, you just love it. You know, I, I fall in love yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the, do you remember starting your first business? Like, do you remember the <laughs> idea, like the thought of just like, I'm going to do this and I'm also going to charge people for it? good question um honestly probably probably those yard things you know i was like i was the eldest so i was cutting the grass anyway like i didn't have to buy a lot more i was using one of my moms you know but <laughs> when it broke i didn't have really money to fix it because i'm like young and just didn't know like save you know i was just buying dumb stuff i'm like 11 right but um i did start learning how to fix those machines and i think that that that's probably the best part about it and uh that was probably that's probably the first and from there i always i always like cars and car guys so washing and detailing calling cars it's just like asmr for me um nice. and then dog walking and stuff like no one wants to get up and clean up after the dog at six in the morning so it's like and i was a kid so i wasn't doing anything it's like hey but uh yeah that's uh those are probably the first first big ones i kind of just kicked it off and did it for a few summers and moved to like separate neighborhoods i dragged a lot more like on my bike with the gas and you know think one of my greatest days I made 300 bucks in a day and I was like 12 and I remember like right before I'd eclipsed like uh the 300 mark I was walking down this hill just going back to my place and someone drove inside the road they're like hey we just saw you uh you're asking to cut yards we want you to do ours like pay you 30 bucks I'm like cool and now that hit like the 300 mark and dude, I just like sat at home <laughs> I was just like 
count 20 is like, it's like the greatest day ever. It's like, uh, I love it, man. I love it. I love the accomplishment. Like you, you, you did something. Love that. Love that for sure. It's kind of, uh, do you remember the, do you remember the first thing that you bought? Like with that money, that was just like the first memory of not only just making the money, but like also spending it as well. I was super into watches, man. And I still am. I wear a watch all the time. You probably never, I swear to you, you probably never see me not wearing one. Um, but that, I remember I'd go to the Kmart around the corner from my house and I'd buy like a watch. It was like 25 bucks, you know, 30 bucks. I'm like, you look nice. And I didn't even have it fitted, but I was like, I decided when I like wear it to school, he's like, oh my gosh, cool watch, yada, yada, yada. But I've always liked uh, like watches and, and that was probably what I was spending my money on the most, like in, in the early days, probably stupidly, but I still have a lot of them that I bought. So it's like, each each watch tells a story each watch has yeah. its own oh, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. for sure and then uh what about any family influences right you also you mentioned you know your mom already you you know were there any types of uh influences you had with money growing up as well that you at least look to or or can remember good bad or indifferent right yeah um it's a good question i'll give a shout out to my mom um parents ended up splitting up for time and uh it's like, hey, Ann's got to meet. And she did a lot, man. She's had you know, travel agencies, e-commerce websites, she sold hair, she would do whatever it is. She was a realtor at one point, an author. So I remember I was telling her when I was first kind of doing my own thing with my, uh, my e-commerce business that uh, I remember as a kid, we'd go outside and we'd be selling like books a million, like right side of books a million, like selling some of the books she wrote. It's like, hey, this is where we're eating from today. So it's like, that's like the extra motivation. And you feel good when you've like sold a book to like a stranger, you know, it's tough for them to, because people, people work hard for their money, you know? So yeah. I definitely say my mom, um, and my dad's military. So it's just like, hey, consistency, you know, like that's really, it's really the biggest thing, man. Just, just consistency. So both of them. Wow. Yeah, very, very cool. And also Memorial Day. So, you know, to all the, the veterans out there and people who serve and obviously respect. Um, but yeah, dude, and that that's it, it's de it's definitely uh, I mean, I don't come from from a, from a military background, but definitely being right. in, you know, from what I've heard and stories and other friends and, and people who, who do come from those types of backgrounds, like not only just moving all over the place, but like that, that not, <laughs> consistency is one way to put it. But again, it's just very just like hard here's what you're doing like you know very yeah. focused you know rigid 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 right yeah, yeah. exactly so you. um yeah i hear a lot about that and then so when you kept growing right you know went from you know dragging the lawnmower around getting 30 bucks a yard ever to to slowly growing and building different businesses right then when you're looking into high school into college was there any like motivation there to, to you know what was the like looking at that, obviously we both went to UF, so go Gators, but like, what was that decision? Like, what was that path like for you as well? Uh, that's a very good question. It was, uh, it was crazy. And I think what changed it all was in high school. I think I was either a sophomore, pretty sure I was a sophomore. Got my first car, 2003, Mazda Protégé. It's like starry midnight blue. Nice. And, uh, the thing, it was in, it was in pristine conditions for it to be, you know, like I said, my dad was in the military, so he didn't drive it too much, and maybe 50,000, miles on it, so, um, and I think that's really what it was, like, I, it's like, okay, hey, this is, this is your asset, right, like, you want to get from point A to point B, like, 
no one's going to help you pay for it. Like you got to take care of it. You got to license it and secure it. You got to like do. So that, that became the motivation. And then like, honestly, I said, I went, I went to the IP program in high school at the East side, um, shout out to East side and uh, quarterback uh, Richardson's going to be starting for us too pretty soon. Um, don't know if anyone else is watching Gator football. But, um, I don't know. When I got in, it was just like, holy crap. Like, cause you know, like when, when we went, when I, when I went to East side, you drive by university of Florida every single day, like you have to get all the way out to Hawthorne and, even as a high school, I was, you know, like the Gators, like from Gainesville, but um, even even early on then, or even in middle school as a fan, I was, I didn't think he'd be like, oh, dang, dude, I'm like, like, man, I got an UL, like, that's awesome, you know, so we, it's it's fun, man, it's fun. Did you ever consider other schools as well? Or was it just uh, like yeah. yeah. I did, you know, I did cast my net to some, um, but again, U, UF is probably my favorite. It's, again, I, I, it's just a soul tie into it, you know, yeah. the heart of Gainesville, and I, I love, like, all the different friend groups you have, even through Innovation Academy, you know, like, you, you see people that you know just from, like, the third grade, and then you see people from college, you see, like, it's just, it's always, you never know who you'll see, you know, it's always a mixed bag, so. That's interesting perspective, right, just, like, going out in Gainesville, just seeing everybody right there, you know, um, it's like come on man <laughs> yeah like the home depot like people are just everywhere <laughs> yeah 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 and then and then yeah and um we're also as well like with your with your siblings going to school was that something that like have were you inspiring them did they go to uf like are they looking to go to uf if they haven't been already because like, they're a lot younger than you obviously so you know is yeah. that are you like the inspiration like you know the gator guy in the room Nah, they all hate the Gators. Um. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I do know a lot of Gainesville people, like students, like high schoolers who are just like, nah, they're like, they're by a lot. I just have like two or three people who I yeah. knew back when I was in UF who were in high school that now they all went to other universities and they're like, nah, I'm never going to UF. <laughs> I'm leaving. The thing is like where, where it comes to, I'm like, hey, I have free tickets to the Gator games. Like I've taken both, all of my siblings actually to Gator games. So that was another pretty cool thing. That's why I like, it was cool being from Rounder because people would have tickets to games no one wanted to go to. And it's like, yeah, I'll take them. Nice. But um, yeah, if there's an event or a Gator game, they'll come out and tailgate and have fun and replicate it here. But um, they're spread out all over the place. Um, one's in Tallahassee, one's, another one's in games where my sister was here. Um, another one's in New York. So they're spread out. They're spread out. Um, nice. Nice. And so, yeah. And then when you were in school, so tell us about your journey, you know, changing, you you know, looking into criminal law, right? And then how you changed after is like, what was that path and yeah. your mindset and what you were, like, what were your influences as well saying like, no, like that's not for you and going different places. Because people feel like they're locked in when they have a major, right? Yeah. They're like, I need to do this. And this is, you know, a lot of anxiety. I think it got to a point where I was realizing like, hey, I, I don't I don't like sitting idle handedly and uh, I do appreciate college and everything and it works for people. And I do enjoy that I went to like such a great university. Like, honestly, shout out to the Gators because I, I really couldn't have ended up anywhere else better in the world. Right. Um, but I think that after I graduated and, and just kind of slowed down and, and thought about I've always been like been a, an ideas person, like a dream person. I know that. And I'm sure, honestly, I probably could if I really put my mind to it. Um, just going to law school and then start trying to pursue it. But it's like, hey, I have a year's time and I started dipping my hands into a little bit of things that I'm doing now. So I'm glad that I actually like ventured out and didn't just go back and, you know, and who, who knows how the cards may fall. I, I can't complain. But yeah, it's, that's just really where it stands. Yeah. And so when you took that gap year right after you graduated, right, 
what were some of the conversations you were having with friends, family, and maybe even internally yourself, right? Like there's a, it's kind of a weird risk, right? You see all your friends going in like different ways, you know, what, like, what, what is that? Take us through that. And like, what were you feeling in that, that whole experience of deciding to go through the gap year? I'll say that. I'll say this. A lot of people graduated like these past few weekends. Congrats to all the graduates. That's so awesome. Yeah. Same people, doctors and lawyers and physicians and even teachers and everything. You know, people, right. people are doing great stuff. So shout out to all the graduates. But I think uh, after I graduated, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I have my degree. I still have like this path laid out. You know, I still have that option. Um, but I, uh, Oh, I was working at Walgreens at the time and that's what it was. And I just felt just, I don't know. I just felt like I was just wasting my time. You know, I feel like at, at the, I worked at Walgreens for like five years all the way throughout the college. So, and I moved around from everywhere. Like I started out in cashier and I went to photo lab and got certified to be a photo tech and went to pharmacy. So wow. I, was like, I was always like progressing towards something, but I just feel like, Hey, like I got to make some more money. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting older, like I'm, I'm a graduate now. I didn't, my, my long-term plan wasn't to stay in Gainesville. So it's like, I got to do something. And I remember, uh, like I said, I love my Gators, man. I, I got, had season tickets too one year, like, and I, you know, I'd work Walgreens during the summer the whole time I was working 5am sometimes. I took all the shifts and people called out. I didn't complain and had a, a misspat with uh, a member of scheduling about me having the weekends off because I already had season tickets. And long story short, I was like, well, hey, like, if if y'all can't accommodate that, I'm just going to put in my two weeks because something's got to give. Like, I gave y'all months warning, you know, like, something's got to give, right? And uh, they were like, hey, well, effective immediately, you don't have any more shifts. And I was like, you know what? All right. And I wanted to walk out. So I was so mad, but the manager I was working with that night was really cool. And I wasn't going to just screw her. I was like, hey, I'll finish out the shift and we'll go from there. But for like a month and a half, man, I had, uh, I was just idle handed. And, you know, you're just now I'm like, dude, I got to work. I have some little bit of reserve money to have, but it's like, I, I don't have anything coming in right now. So like something's got to give. So I started casting a net and that's how I got involved in my job with uh, insurance. I said, I was like numbers and just the language I can understand. And uh, I started out doing operations data processor. And it was all numbers, procedures, just a lot of interesting stuff. And uh, once I got a little taste of like what I could do and, and all the stuff I could do, even within the company, I said, okay, well, cool. Let me try and map out what I want to do with the company and just start casting, you know, some nets. Like I've, I've been on like a commercial for the company. Like I was nice. like, you know, it's just like, it, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. When the opportunity, they sent it an email and I was like, absolutely, I'll try. It was, it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. Famous, but, man. <laughs> I, I want to see the commercial. I haven't seen it on TV yet. So when I see it on TV, I'll know. But um, I uh, I realized like, okay, this is, this, I can, I can make, I can make my, my, my living with this, you know, and what else do I want to do now? So like, I know this will pay all of my bills for whatever I need to do. Every, all of my stuff in the pot, it'll pay all that. Like if I need some more and, and, and to try and get something, uh, something that I can automate. And that's how it, in high gear and then COVID happened and it's like well hey like you can't really do anything you're just at home all day anyways so it's like all right it's time to do some real work you know and, and and get right and that's what that transition really was so so with with that uh yeah so you during COVID were looking at you know your current job 
provided your base like needs covered and you're just saying look let's let's not only take this and start doing something new and start your own brand right your own company but also or at least build that can even more but you're also started investing at that point too that was mm -hmm. when you really started doing that but so before we yep. start going into really money and investing Tell us more about your company, right? I know you gave a little shout out earlier, like tell us more about your how you started that and what you're doing and like how, if you if you want to, right? Um, tell us a story about how that started and your story of becoming that, like a current entrepreneur and with your current venture, right? Uh, because I do <laughs> see you're always posting some inspirational <laughs> stuff every day, right? So, you know, tell us about that motivation to start the company and, and tell us about it too. Um. Yeah, I think uh, with that I had old friend in college would make uh, certain like skirts and shirts and stuff like that and we'd just wear them out. And when we go out, people would ask like, hey, you know, where'd you get that from? Where can I buy it? Yada, yada, yada. And uh, she maintained that uh, she'd sell them one day, you know, and just it just kept being something that she just say like, hey, I'll sell these. I said, so one day I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do some. I didn't know how to do it. So I'm like, hey, I'll do the other stuff. You know, I'll do the marketing, I'll build the website, do photography and posting and stuff like that. Um, long story short, I learned a lot in that year and I ended up launching again just separately. So I can kind of just go to my own wave and, and do my own thing. And um it, it's crazy too, because like one of the first things I was making were like headbands, I got crochet. Like they're a super soft though, man. They're like velvet headbands and like keychain lanyards, stuff like that. Richard into making like wallets and stuff, and then that transitions to bags, just all sorts of things. And then you fast forward into today, where like now I have it where I'm making actual merchandise. I'm making hats, like wearing this. Nice. But he is wearing it super soft, man. I never wear a shirt on under it, full disclosure. It's, it's <laughs> so soft, man. Um, but yeah, and the beach bags and stuff like that. And um talking to a girl the other day i'm like dude it's crazy where if a year ago like a year ago january 1st if you told me that by present day like this is what like the hookup would become it's like okay i didn't i wouldn't have you know i just thought, honestly i thought i'd be like just making hats for a bit you know so the whole like the stuff i'm doing with the merchandise and stuff all that like it just because hey i just took the chance and invested and just like threw out a line and it's like who's 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 to say what will happen in, in five years from now you know so with that right so you're all, you're on shopify you're doing the whole internet business situation do you without diving too much into detail right but like you store you said you already know the material super stuff you don't wear a shirt like i i <laughs> full disclosure had a whole bunch of shopify stores sold merch sold t-shirts and random like it was never with me but i love how for, how open you are with it do you uh what was the the x factor there to find to go into the shopify experience and actually look at some of the apparel that they have there the products they have there and thanks for the the like adam i appreciate it. we got some some engagement here appreciate so feel adam. free to ask any questions or whatnot as well in the chat um i'll say the inspiration for that was that what you asked me the inspiration for it yeah the inspiration for the sh like the specifically going down like shopify and being able to i assume you know you don't stitch all these yourself. Do you stitch all these yourself as well? Okay, like, I what's got the, what yeah, so here's, here's what that. it was for me. Yeah. So I like to travel, right? And uh, it, it always just like grind my gears when I'm like on a flight somewhere and I get an order and someone wants like two custom beanies and I don't have any of my stuff with it with me because I didn't pack it to fly. 
And then my alternative is to like go to a store wherever I'm at, buy the stuff, make it, and then have to drink. You know, I got so sick of just doing that and trying to do it on your own. And a lot of the people that I study, they'll say, hey, the only way you'll ever become like financially free is if you can get your businesses to the point where they're automated, right? Mm -hmm. So by having the print on demand, like, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of the grunt, grunt work on the end, designing a logo, spent millions of gazillions of dollars, it seems like just testing different materials, just testing different sizings, just trying to pinpoint it. Um, but it's like, hey, after you get that, after you get that grunt work down, when I put it on, I was telling my mom, like when someone when someone buys something, I just hit capture payment. That's it. And I got it set to, you know, all the cogs and the locks on it. And it, it it's been it's been something I'm trying to transition to, to more towards because like once I get this to a point where I can automate it, it's like, okay, what's my next venture? You know, yeah. and that that's that's I don't know. I think that's I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I pursued that, that path, you know. Have you done any of like the Facebook ads and any of those types of pay-per-click stuff? Yeah, man. They're tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so tough. Um, and I know I still got some more work to do. I haven't gone as heavy as heavily as I should have. Um, but I'll play with them a little bit and uh, they're, they're, it's still a work in process because that, that's also going to help a lot too with even my business. We're like, yeah, I'll probably still have the set things, um, my scheduled posts for like Instagram, stuff like that. But I couple that with like all the Facebook ads jumping too. It's like, but that's a work in progress. I'm still learning. Yeah. I haven't figured out. Maybe by 26, I'll, I'll get that down. Five. I got you. I got you. I'm going to paste the link in the chat. It's uh, hookedup.us right here, right? Yep. And so, yeah. so yeah, I just pasted that for anybody who's watching on Facebook live with us, um, pasted the website, but yeah, man, good, good stuff, dude, by the way, again, I love, I love going through that process of setting up all the, all the stuff on Shopify. It kind of is, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that you did it and you're taking advantage of it, man. Um, I appreciate it. And so let's, uh, Let's dive in before we let's say before I'll give us a little minute before we dive into the number stuff here. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything that was uh, kind of important that you wanted to say to like as, as far as just like letting people know more about you before we dive into your, your money and numbers here? No, let's do it. Let's all right. Do it. All right. All right. Cool. Oh, I'm trying to wrong people. <laughs> so first of all, like... we'll do. Yeah, first of all, we'll do I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go into this view um we'll go into your monthly spending all right let's uh let's pull that up here and i'll go full screen for everybody and so um once this comes up on your end let me know and then i will i'll let you just like walk people through your monthly spending you know and, and like what what okay. your what these mean to you okay so i will say honestly to anyone listening trying to like be better with their money and invest and make smart decisions I'd recommend you, honestly, David, just putting this little exercise in a PDF and just either selling to people or giving away or something. Because honestly, it it's it's a lot it's a lot harder to do than people realize, and it forces you to be so honest with yourself. And I've been saying I need to do it for so long. I've tried to get better about like actually tracking it. But when you're telling, when you get like a set of instructions and it's like rounded off to the nearest zero, the nearest percent. It really does help you start to kind of quantitate things and and see really where you spend money. So I'll say awesome job for that because that was that was something I really had to sit down like, you know, in a desk. It wasn't something I just did in like five or so minutes. Right. Like being done, you know. Right. Um. But yeah. Um. So we start us off here. I said rents like twenty seven percent. 
Um, looking to bring that down, uh, we'll, we'll dip into it later, uh, yeah. a little bit later on, which is M1 investing and stuff like that. But I've just recently moved and I'm still spending between two different places for now. So, gotcha. and but I'll, that's, uh, I'll say real quick, I put in your rent and utilities together cause I saw you broke that down into two separate things. Oh. So I just put that together here to 29% for everybody <laughs> who's watching. You. That was one small thing that I, that I just did because I've done it for everybody else before. <laughs> so I will say you said 27, but it was 29 for total, both rent plus utilities. So I'll, okay. I'll add that in. I was going to say, man, I, uh, <laughs> I looked at my sheet. I'm like, dude, wow, really? Okay. I need to look at these again. <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, I try to I try to not spend too much money on rent. Um, I think my, my biggest thing right now is honestly just getting some sort of rental property, you know, because I'm living in St. Pete now. And when it came time to sign a new lease, I'm looking at houses. And I, like I said, I work in home insurance. So I'm looking at insuring these homes all day anyway. And I'm looking at people that are really making some some pretty good money on some of the places and even just the area is starting to pop off a little bit more, too. So I try to spend as little rent as possible honestly and 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 try to set that aside and you know every like the everyone everyone every time you get a raise you want to upgrade to the newest thing when you move out you want to do and like man i've been trying to just downsize everything i'm like trying to scale <laughs> like one day at a time but that lifestyle that, it's yeah it, it it's crazy it's crazy um so yeah there's that um and then i try and invest 20 percent that's uh, a smart growing rate. I think dropping down all of my other stuff, like my rent, my utilities and stuff like that, then it helps me invest a little bit more. But uh, I think when I was going through all of these things uh, all and breaking them down um, dollars and cents, I was like, I want to be realistic with like what I know that I can like, no doubt consistently keep up with. Right. So I really started to actually like write down and excel it. And I was like, okay, cool. This is, and it was good. Like I said, anyone listening, definitely do the exercise. That was awesome. Um, yeah, from there, like I said, I travel a bit, so I spend a little bit on gas, but thankfully I've, I've been working from home. So my gas expense is pretty average. I'll say that, that's, that's not an awesome thing about working from home. Um, internet insurance, that's my car insurance, um, my renter's insurance and my health insurance as well. So just try to bundle all that together. And then a lot of my subscriptions, I do have like some of the silly ones, like I'm not even gonna say them because I don't. I need them to sponsor me. But uh, <laughs> the one music store is with the green circle and the black. <laughs> so I, I do have a subscription to them. <laughs> I do have a subscription to them, but then a lot of the sub too are, are, are stuff that I've built through like my Shopify for you know like my domain or through you know the monthly cost of this on the website or my printify. So that's uh that's more so what that is. And then you see, I said like leisure stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to do better about not eating out. And even tonight before I got on, I, I told you, I was like, hey, I cook dinner and I'll meal prep for the week too. I got something in the car pot ready to set. So nice. I try to I try to cut out on my leisure. I try to cut out on that as well. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so very cool. And then, so yeah, let's, let's start. We'll kind of go a little bit piece by piece here. So again, we did, let's start with rent and utilities, right? So with rent utilities right actually you're doing pretty well right i think that there's a rule somewhere someone came up with at some point where it was just like if you keep your rent or utilities you know all your monthly like housing expenses at or below like third like a third of your income mm-hmm. monthly like this is good and this is all i assume all this is post-tax right or like all the stuff that's being taken out of your resume like all your money post-tax right, right. this is 
Right, right, right. It's right. like when it comes to the meat and potatoes of what I can actually spend, it's like this is where I'm at currently. Right. And then is is uh bef- kind of, and with your investing, is this also uh anything is this does this consider what any employer like any 401k stuff through your employer as well or is that separate? So I have that included as well. Okay. I've that included as well. Cool, cool. So beautiful. So with the the rent and utilities, I think again you're doing really well. And and St. Pete is kind of kicking right right now. St. Pete's growing. It's jumping down here, man. Yes, one hundred percent. And so, I it must be crazy because I actually think St. Pete has got to be one of the biggest outside of South Florida, like biggest housing markets right now. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. when you're if you're looking at and again we'll get into the investment side about before before like get into the investments later, but when you're looking at buying a property though, and you're looking at the low interest rates with your potential monthly mortgage, right? Are you, how close are they right now with the rents and your actual mortgage you might actually go in and, and try to buy with? Um, they're close. It's tough. It's tough. I think, I think the, the problem that I'm having right now is like when I, when it comes to me assessing that is that, okay, there are places where I know like, I'd buy this to be a good investment, right? But then I know there are also places too that I like in St. Pete that I love living in, you know, or, or going out around. So right. when it comes time to do that, it's hard to try to really say, but it's it's reasonable. I'll say that too. Um, like I said, when it when it came time for me to um, renew my lease and kind of get situated down here again, I uh, I was like just looking at it. I didn't send out any fillers. I didn't call any realtors or anything like that, but I did look because I'll say one thing, I'm blessed to have friends around me that have recently purchased homes, right? Yeah. Um, within the last couple of years. So it's like, hey, I reached out to them too. We just sat and had a beer or sat and we were out on the beach one day and just actually just ask, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people, they think there's this super stigma about like asking about money. It's like that you yeah. just don't, but I don't know. I think if you have people that where people can just be honest with you and say, hey, this is something I don't truly understand. It's like, I have a question about, I'm thinking about doing this. What would you say? Um, it's doable and uh, it's something that'll be done pretty soon, pretty soon. Yeah. And honestly, that's part of the goal of the show is to normalize talking about money like this, you know, just yeah. like going through yeah. and, and having real conversations about that. Right. Um, and then so, so with the investing here, um, again, you're doing a pretty good split, right? You, your housing is great, right? That again, like out of below yeah. that third, third of your income is, is really key sure. from what I've seen uh, on the internet and from what I've talked to with other people. Um, with the investing, right? With 18%, um, out of that 18%, so again, some of that is going directly out of your paycheck. Do you even see that? Or is it going straight automated? Some of it's just coming straight out of my paycheck, um, whoever the IRA or 401k is. And I think that's, that's honestly, that's why when you ask me about these numbers, you're like, were they um, like crunched down to post-tax? It's like, yeah, it's post-tax, it's post all deductions that I don't even see, you know? And I think the greatest part about that is like I did max it and it's awesome too, where that's not like a a portfolio that I'm checking frequently. You know, I'm not checking that every day or every pay period. So when that time rolls around where I decided to check it, it's awesome just to see like, hey, this is money that people always say I don't have any money to invest, but at least like doing that. So I know if I see it in my account, I'm more than likely to spend it on something, you know, and it's like, okay, I'll let it do its thing at least. So, um, yeah, that that that's uh, that's really helpful. Like that does that. So yeah, it's I guess something that you just set up with your employer just from day one, and then all of a sudden you just forget about it almost, and then you look back and you're yeah. like, dang, that was a good amount of money just built up over time, right? Yep. And, uh, 
D and uh, again, we'll get into investing later. That's good. Tell us more about the uh, leisure here. Um, with the leisure conversation, um, what do you consider? What 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 fits into that category for you? Um, I'd say the hey, gonna go play volleyball, and I go play, and then it's like hey, we're gonna go get some food at another restaurant. It won't be named. Um, and then it's like hey, that's like. 30, 40 bucks gone between food and drinks, you know, and that's one day of the week. What's all about five days a week, you're, you're just kind of in a hole. So anything like that, where I just, I'm spending money, I was like, I just know I shouldn't have spent it or, but I honestly, I feel like I, I do a pretty good job of not just going out there blowing money. But even when it does happen, those occasional nights, I still wake up the next day and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, so. Yeah, so these are like, again, just your, um, basically allowance for yourself to just spend money on what you want right and uh, you know yeah, like axe throwing i did that a couple weekends ago gotcha. so it's like i didn't need to you know it's like but yeah totally makes sense what is you gotta have fun sometimes what has been some of your most fun leisure activity and maybe axe throwing might be it but what is what is some of your most fun things that you can remember like your favorite thing you did with leisure money um it's a good question. Axe was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, I'd say that. But honestly, man, I love just being down here and being near the beach, just beach volleyball. Like every time we go out, we have fun. We all, normally I'm gonna bring a few drinks to the beach and then it's like, all right, we're gonna go get food. So that's probably fun. Cause at least you, you do feel like you did something, you're working out, you're in the sun, it's still 700 million degrees here in Florida. So uh i say that and i like doing uh they do a lot of boat tours where you hop on soft smooth boat and you're just touring around houses and i love uh i love seeing things like that those are always fun on the west coast of florida man it's so, so beautiful too pretty you get that sunset you get all the most yeah, amazing yeah. soft soft beaches too playing volleyball as well um it's I fun was, i was just having my a friend on uh episode four he's one of my old oldest volleyball friends in florida man and Man, just playing beach volleyball all day. Such a great, great lifestyle. Yeah. Great lifestyle. Um, Car is just so dirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and then so with uh, insurance, right? Insurance isn't something that a lot of people usually like put it, especially in double digit right here. But obviously, there's a, quite a bit of insurance that, that, you know, tell us about the different types of insurance you already mentioned. Um, and then, yeah, like, let's go let's start from that. So I do have my health insurance through my job. I do have life insurance. I do have um, my dental insurance, my vision insurance. Uh, I do have my car insurance and then renter's insurance. And I think since I work in the insurance industry, I see just, you know, sometimes the worst, the worst. What might work for me may not work for you, what may, well, you know, and vice versa, but I think I like to, I know like the ins and the outs, you know, and I know while I may take an L in the short term, if the occasion happens, like I like to know that like, hey, it's it's cool, I'll pay my deductible, I won't have to have any issues, you know. Right. So that stuff's time consuming, man. I, I, I'll tell you this one, my car got stolen right before the pandemic got started. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. Yeah. So like end of January, so I didn't have my car for all of February and like the first two weeks of March. And it's like, hey. I had good insurance, 
I paid my deductible and the entire month I was driving these brand new, it was awesome, it's 2020 Dodge Charger. It's like sunburnt orange. And you know what it made me say? It's like, you know, thank God I, I um, Thank God, I, thank, God, thank God I had the right insurance. I'm sorry the stream paused for a second. It stressed me out. I was like, yeah, it's. I guess I'm having some some random internet stuff, but I don't know. I'll try to close some of my old tabs, but <laughs> yeah, let me do that. Let's see what's going on here. A buddy of mine used to do video game streaming, and I was normally playing with him like on his stream, so I'd be like in his chat, just like checking things. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I, I, I don't. Maybe it's just my internet today, but um i'm the only one here that's actually doing stuff with it so yeah we'll we'll, we'll just figure it out right I don't know. yeah we'll keep it rolling and uh the show must go on show yeah i think we're good like we're it's definitely live but it's just cutting out a little bit i'm gonna also gonna record it on my end as well um, okay so we have that that might tax my computer a little bit harder but we'll figure that out all right can you hear me all right perfect all right well we'll we'll keep it keep it going all right so um so yeah so with the we were talking about insurance yeah beginning of the pandemic you were driving around because your car got stolen in a brand new car but again things seem to be working out pretty well and that then, was awesome. and then with uh yeah insurance is great Do, i assume you also have an H. you, you I know you have an HSA. We'll get into that in a second, but obviously that kind of covers uh, a lot of the health stuff that might come through later. Mm -hmm. You know, so that, that's definitely pretty straightforward too. So that, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, okay, sounds good. Tell us about those subscriptions. I know that uh, without being sponsored, we don't want to say any name names, right? But you have subscriptions <laughs> for for a music service you mentioned, and yeah. then I assume a big part of this, obviously, we mentioned them by name previous but i mean in order to run your business right that's got it yeah be. yeah it is they are they, they do come from business costs you know for most of them but there are things that i'm like hey i like this i know i'm gonna use this like i tried like a bunch and you know but i, I figured out the ones that i can make it work with i um, mean so there's that what was your decision with i mean so right now to break it down you have a music streaming service you have your website so like uh business subscription right um what other services do you subscribe to as well um some of the stuff that i do with uh my distributors and stuff like that um cool it just pays better if you're on there on the monthly or the yearly than to just so i'll do that um and then even some of my editing stuff like i use i do a little bit of graphic designing with uh some of the hats or whatever so uh, there's that, but other than that, um, there's another one too. This one I will shout out. Uh, there's this guy on Twitter named Chris Johnson, and he runs this organization called The Well Squad. And his whole motto is get money, buy income. And he has a Discord that's uh, 25 bucks a month. Like I said, shout out, find him on Twitter. I think it's CJ Johnson or Chris Johnson. He'll come up. Um, but he's honestly, man, I've learned so much through this last like year just through him and he's one of the reasons why i originally started like the, the initial business that i was doing before i rebranded because i was just up reading one of his tweets and he's like hey you had an idea you sat on it for three years now four years now five years now like just like just like just do it like just like do something like start a list wow. and start so yeah so i will shout him out it's the only free promo i do him because he's, he's awesome he's got i didn't know about m1 finance too much and he's got just little things that I'm able to like teach 
you know, my mom about it and teach my peers and stuff like that. So shout out to him. Very cool. And uh, was he also a UF guy? I know Chris Johnson, that was a UF guy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a UF guy. I think he he's some guy in the military. He lives in Vegas or some, I forgot where he's from, but he's, uh, I don't know him through UF. It's, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, how did you find him? I, I don't know. I think just asking the right questions on Twitter and that engagement. And I think he, uh, he, he had a tweet that someone retweeted and I was like, Hmm, okay. That's kind of interesting. I like the way he laid that out. And I clicked him with this page, followed this page and just started going through and just reading his stuff and seeing his work ethic and just his habits. And honestly too, seeing the way that he, he talks about money, you know, he speaks in the way where it's more relatable to people and, uh, I, I follow his footsteps, you know, he, uh, he sells ebooks. I started making ebooks. Um, just to try and, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of ways to skin a cat, you know, and uh, so shout out to him. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Looking forward to looking him up a little bit later as well. Maybe, you know what, let's, let's look him up now. Let's look him up now, let's see. All right, let's do it. Um, just because um, I'm interested, I got you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share with everybody my, uh, you said Chris, C-H-R-S. J-O-H and Chris Johnson money just hang on one second C. Johnson 17th yeah 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 Uh, let's hope that this is going to be all right and doesn't tank the the screen too much here the uh, internet but it should be fine boom all right Hope he appreciates this. Yeah, CJ underscore Johnson 17. Cool. So let's check him out on Twitter. Nice. Well, squad. Link tree. Let's check this guy out. So his he's got a YouTube channel. He's got courses. Got apparel, M1 Finance, DeFi. He's into DeFi. That's interesting. Um, he says watches too. That's really where you made the connection. You're like, yeah, Yo, you like watches? He's like, yeah, I like watches. And you're like, All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm listening. Affiliate, yeah, earn 50% commission. Interesting. Uh, become an affiliate from his programs, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Where's his, uh, let's see. Come up, interesting. Community that discusses generational wealth stocks, options, investing business strategy, more online community that support and encourage. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty good, pretty. Good. And so basically, that's to gain access to the Discord that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I mean, sure, dude, this guy is solid. Seems like he's, he's awesome too, man. Even with the Wall Squad thing, something where he pitched out the idea, said, "Hey, man, twenty five bucks a month, you can get in. It's still just kind of bare grounds now, but hey, the price would go up. I'll get up and running." And he got, I think he, he, he was at like 37,000 people last I checked at 25. Wow. He's, he's just grown a million. And, and now his price is 40 bucks, you know, and it, but it's like, he just took like all of like his whole tribe and all the people that he knows that, you know, cause wow. he does give out really good stuff and, you know, you do learn So it's like, Hey, I can get more exclusive insight to what his trading habits are. I can learn more about options trading or, I can, you know, I can, I can talk to more people openly and people that are both like are familiar with them. So don't know what he's thinking or, 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 you know, and I think that's, uh, that's been crazy seeing he, he, uh, he bought a, a Lamborghini off the, uh, the AMC swing. He, he cashed out on just a brand new lamb. And 
And then, and now he's like, and then he's flipped. He's like, hey, and now I just rent out the Lambo. It's like, hey, have your make your toys, you know, pay bills, you know. And it's just, it just he does. I like the way he thinks about money, you know, and I like the way he organizes it. Very cool. Yeah, I see. He's he, oh, he owns six houses, <laughs> and uh, sounds very interesting. I'll look more into him. Very cool. Good. Uh, good shout out right there. And uh, he'll do a challenge on his Twitter where it'll be like, hey, find me a house. I'm looking to spend between 180k or 200k. Whoever finds me the best house, best value for that, I'll give him 500 bucks. And I just, you know, it's awesome. It's like it, you you feel and get engaged, and he does pay up. You know, it's like so. Follow those. Uh, check out those tweets. Um, I mean, I'm not even an affiliate for him either. You know, it's like, dang, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's always cool to learn about some uh, some new people and uh, and see what see what see what they're doing this is very cool very cool i appreciate the shout out for them yeah um yeah let's get back into this and uh we'll we'll take a uh share other stuff on the internet if uh if needed but yeah that was very cool okay so um so yeah so that's with the uh subscription stuff and so that's cool do you uh so that would be a subscription so any any other subscription mm -hmm. conversation as well that uh that you want to have is that that comes to mind uh, Xbox Live, nice. probably the only other one. Nice, <laughs> like nice. I just, but I don't have cable, so it's like I'm. I do use it for everything else I need. You know, I have like my little TV antenna. Like I don't. So, but yeah, my Xbox Live normally does everything else I needed to do. Yeah, so there's yeah. that. That's probably the last one I could think of. Nice. Any games in particular you like? Um, just Rocket League and Fortnite. So, yeah, um, Rocket just, League and Fortnite. Yeah, hey, yeah. good, good games, man. Good games for sure. You can rage in either, but you have fun if you're playing with a friend. So it's yeah, like... <laughs> get beat by some twelve-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So, um, then yeah, let's go in and talk about. So for food, food is primarily, you know, how do you describe that? Just like straight up groceries, or is that also some? Yeah, just too? groceries. Gotcha. Just groceries. I put the leisure stuff into. Uh, or eating out to like leisure stuff more, but when it comes to just like what I'm doing for groceries, I try to really like actually just keep receipts and just add it and just see so I know like because it does make you more aware too of like what you're actually buying if you're at least mm -hmm. indexing and you're not just crumbling up and throwing it in the trash like I normally do before, you know? It's like okay, cool. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And then what about um do you ever figure like have you ever tried to use any budget like monthly budgeting tools as well? that like are some internet-based applications or phone apps um the only one that i'll say i'll use is this one called digit and honestly i'll, I'll shout them out too because it it saved my behind like more times than i can remember where you link it uh to your bank account what it does it looks at your finances and it sees you know because you're going to have a lot of things that are recurring right and a lot of times your income is it's going to be pretty consistent month to month. So it'll take out a fraction of what it believes that you can save for the day. And you can cap it to, I don't want you to save more than a dollar a day, you know, but um, you can uncap it and let it do its tooth or do what it does. And I think that's probably the only thing that's really been beneficial for me because again, it's the same thing. People say they don't have money to invest and I've let it sit. And you, you look and you're like, I didn't even notice that money was gone. So definitely do that. And they have referral links and stuff like that too. You get five bucks if you're first someone. So cool. Yeah. So basically you're saying with digit, they'll just analyze your use machine learning and 
financial best mm -hmm. practices to calculate smart amounts to save and invest each day. So it'll automatically just just take it out. Just take it out. You know what it is, too, man? A lot of people aren't checking their bank account every single day, right? Especially yeah. too if they're like going out and partying, you know, like you go out on a Friday, you go out on a Saturday, you go out on well, I hope you're not going on Sunday too. But if you do it happens, yeah. Every but, day. Every day. <laughs> by the time you check your bank account Monday, Tuesday, it's like, oh man, like that could have gone somewhere. So at least if it's gone before, you're you're you're, so, you're going to be more aware when you're also spending money too, and at least you have that buffer in the background. It's just running. Very cool. And Todd, you hear about Digit? CJ. <laughs> CJ as well. Nice, nice. nice. And he's, so he called. Um, he's doing a challenge called the Hidden Money Challenge. So at the beginning of the year, he said, "Hey, here's my referral link. I want everyone to do the Hidden Money Challenge for me for a year." So that just run in the background. Don't touch it for a year. At the end of the year, let's see what it does. And it's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Like, so we'll see uh, see where it's at. Or, yeah, yeah, where it's at by the end of the year. But Does it tell you how much money it saved you over time too? Or how much money it's for so, saved you? So if you go into the app, it'll tell you, you can, you can access it and you can take the money out and withdraw it back into your bank account. You know, if you want to do like the day or two method, it's free. If you want to do it instant, they charge you some fee to do it instant. Um, but yeah, it doesn't give you a notification every day. Like, Hey, we saved a dollar today. We saved $2 a day. It just does it to sleeper in the back. So that's why, like I said, by the time you check it, you're like, I didn't even realize I was saving money this entire time. Wow. Very cool. And it, it does, it, it is like you said, $5 a month as well to, uh, mm -hmm. to do it. Very cool. Very interesting. Another, all these tools, man. Very cool. Very exciting. And so I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. Um, cool. So with that, let's, uh, gas, right? So gas, I guess is a necessary evil for just commuting, but, um, that just makes sense. Anything you want to say about your gas? budget right here five percent one thing i want to do is uh actually join one of the gas reward thing because it's like you're gonna have to get gas whether it's two dollars a gallon or five dollars a gallon it's just not necessarily evil like you said so i might as well get something out of it you know yeah. i want to do that and i want to look into see which one is like the best one to do or where they have the most stores so have you ever looked up like anything like uh when you go shopping for gas, right? Um, I know Google actually does a decent job of this now, mm -hmm. but basically it kind of will show you the prices around town. And do you have any preference to like which which gas company, which like gas stations you go and, and get gas at? So I get gas at all the ones I have stock in. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's, <laughs> there you go. That's the meta game right there. Yeah, That's so funny. Chevron, Shell, but yeah, I mean, I, I go to, yeah, the ones that I own, of course, too, but uh, I do go convenient sometimes, too. If it's something right here and I get charged an arm and leg, so be it, but I might as well make a little something off of it, you know, right? That's fair. That's fair. Hey, you know, that's uh, an interesting, that's an interesting setup. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> I never, I never, I mean, that makes total sense. That's awesome. Yeah, I, right? I, I know like, people... <laughs> yeah, might as well, right? Wow, very cool, very cool. And uh, do you do you know much about like different types of gas that they have? It like I, I honestly, I don't know. I always look at like Chevron and Shell as like really high quality gas, but I also don't know like what is Valero and like you know Racetrack and others. It's all the same to me. I have no idea. 
I just know all the guys on YouTube with fast cars use the racing gas. There's some extra in that, but other than that, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't touch. Chevron <laughs> with Tecron or something like that. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what like, that is, but I'll have it. Yeah. I drive up to a gas station based on like, hey, how nice does the station look? Are the pumps well lit? Does it look like I'll be able to get some gas? Can go. Yeah. <laughs> or am I gonna be scammed? Uh, and this is just gonna yeah, be a right? card. Like, come on. I have some credit card skimmers right here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What about the uh, miscellaneous here? You have 3%. I feel like there's still something I'm forgetting, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, I'll attribute all that to that where just random stuff in life happens that I'll randomly spend money yeah. on something. And it's like, all right. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I, have, I just, I don't know. Just a, a big a big catch all basically. For, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything else I miss, I know there's some some leakage or some seepage. Yeah, so there, there's a, a term in the bar industry called uh, shrinkage, and it's a term okay. that I'll never forget because it's just like a random name. But like, yeah, shrinkage. And uh, shout out to a company called Partender in Gainesville that you know then let, let open my eyes to that term because apparently there's like again it's it's, it's when your drinks your inventory just goes missing and yeah. you don't know what happened and so just like yeah I, for some reason i guess that term is, is shrinkage it could be because your bartenders you are are over pouring and all of a sudden you know you only thought you sold five you know drinks but it, you know it physically looks like it's like seven so there were two drinks there that were that strengths at some point of your inventory um <laughs> so um so you got some some shrinkage there accounted for and so um yeah with that you know I think this does your great breakdown of your your monthly spending here. Is there something else that you think that you missed that we didn't talk about already that you're uh, that we didn't cover yet? Mm -hmm. Not at the top of my head. Yeah, and, I mean, phone is one percent. So I mean that's pretty straightforward. I, I assume like you know just straight up paying for your phone, right? I said I pay thirty five bucks a month, unlimited hotspot that's it and like i said i have people that also are in business too so a friend of mine um some cell phone business anytime i need a phone give them a call and i just buy the phone and fool outright i'm not in any kind of you know and honestly too you know that some from when i was a kid like my parents never bought me a phone so that's another thing that when i started making some money it's like cool i had a phone you know you get charged for the minute at that point and you gotta like call out the nine and stuff so I've always liked the freedom that like having just a prepaid phone, you know, provided me. And uh, yeah, it, it just works. I can just 35 bucks, it's consistent and. Don't need to think about it. No, 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 no. With having, you know, the hookup and with doing your own business outside of, you know, your full-time role, are do you account for any of those expenses as business expenses as well mm -hmm. i do and one thing that i'm really trying to actually get on a better track of now that i've finally gotten all my trips out the way all the moving apartments that i need to do out of the way is just getting um figuring out which of those companies or which of the banks stuff like that will do will offer you the best rewards for your business you know and then tightening all that stuff down too um that that's really where i'm at now and i know now i'll have some time this next month to actually do the same sort of thing like this sit down and put it all to the dollars and cents and and then yeah do you uh another question is with all these expenses do you typically put it all on like a credit card or a debit card 
Uh, normally a credit card, keep all receipts, inventory, everything, pay it off. Um, and just do it through like a business account that I have situated. Uh, but like I said, I'm now trying to see like, hey, is this business account a perfect business account for me? You know, and I'm going to start right. calling up there and asking some questions, you know, and, and either I'll find a better one or, or I'll be able to leverage it and get something out of it, you know. 100%. So that, that's that's where I'm at at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then for personal spending, all right, is that do you usually do that on credit cards as well? Or do you also have um, debit cards for that? Normally debit, normally debit. Interesting. One thing I am going to try and do more, though, is still using um, the credit aspect of it just for points as well. And same sort of thing, just see where I can max out um, my thing. Because like I said, I have a Wells Fargo, it's my bank, and, I, you know, UF was really – that was the they bank just, of the they UF. Just feed so, you UF. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I'm like, well, hey, um, dude, I'd have a couple of the bank accounts that I used to. That's what I said. The one that I really liked was PNC. Uh, I had a car financed to them. And they were just awesome people, awesome bank. And I would have them down where I'm at now, but they don't have them. And I don't want to have to go to another city <laughs> a couple right. hours away every time I need a bank. But I'm really trying to look at, look into seeing like what, what what are the better options and not just being with the bank forever because I'll bank with them forever. Right. With uh your the debit and credit card options that you're you're doing, uh obviously with with credit cards, the times you you've used that, do you tend to pay them off in full? Do you ever carry a balance? I carry a balance on some, but I try to I try to just pay them off in full yeah. and, and, and just not have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm going through this period of my life now where I'm really trying to just pay off all of my debt and, and stack, you know, and, and, and elevate and invest more and not have to worry about, oh, I got to pay these people 50 bucks a month or whatever. I'm, I'm just trying to, and that's why this helped to really break it down to where I'm spending and where I'm investing my money. Because it's like, hey, just pay on it, be consistent, and it'll be gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, like those, those I ask, obviously, like the interest rates, if you carry balances can be somewhat mm-hmm. intense. And sometimes that's where, that's where you get dangerous with those holes yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you don't realize get, that. But they get you with those credit cards, right? With like those uh, offers when you sign up, you know, it's like you go signing offers where it's like get 500, get 2000, whatever. And then they get however many points and ridiculous stuff, right? Um like 60 percent apr like do what (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but you know have you heard of any um or have you looked into any uh debit cards that actually now offer rewards for purchases on debit cards Hmm. i've I've came across a couple i'm not sure if you know of any Mm -mm. not i can think of yeah i know I actually just got one, which is why I ask, right? Um, and okay. yeah, I'll, I'll send you the details if you're interested. But yeah, the okay. uh, yeah, I, I first got interested in them uh, because I had their savings account. Do you have any specific with your banking? I assume we're. I think the next slide we have, or in the net assets, we do have savings and stuff we'll get to. But do you usually right. have like? I assume you have ch- savings accounts and checking accounts. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I had a high yield savings accounts with a, a bank. I actually use in every episode so far, I've had their links in the description for like affiliate stuff purposes mm-hmm. as well. But like high yield savings accounts with Yada, Y O T T A, um, and dude, they they're I'll show you them. They uh their debit cards actually pretty mm-hmm. legit. But I've I think I just have it right here. Um, literally, I just got in the mail, but I started using it electronically. But it's like. Uh, 
ten percent. So they they do like a lottery system too. So the more you save, the more you save, you get tickets for a a lottery. So every twenty five dollars you have in the savings account, you get a ticket every week to a lottery that can then win up to ten million dollars. Um, then you have like a Tesla, and then it's like a couple thousand dollars like every rung below it. But yeah, and so every time you you spend ten dollars, you get an extra ticket towards that week's lottery. And so it's pretty cool. Um, I've definitely, I'm excited because and every you have a one in five hundred chance to get the item you just bought for free. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, and so that's just kind of kind of interesting. So. Have you won any? How long have you had them? I, I just, just, I just, them? yeah, I've only made like maybe seven purchases on it yet, but I'm in a, a WhatsApp group with a whole bunch of people, including like the CEO hmm. of the company and people have won nice. like, you know, free lunches, movie tickets, a couple hundred dollars worth of whatever else they bought. I don't know. There's one dude who won like $300 on one purchase. And I was like, I don't know what you're buying on the debit card for 300 bucks, but good for you. So do they have uh, an affiliate link for it as well? Yeah. You know? Um, I, I don't know about the debit card. But I look into that. But for the high yield savings in the description here of my 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 stream. But yeah, like they 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 definitely I'm sure are they I, I as far as just rewards debit cards. So short answer, yes, they have affiliate links. I'll send you one and whatnot too. But <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it's probably in the, I think it's in the description of my the video. But rewards debit cards. If that becomes a thing, I think credit cards are going to be in trouble a little bit for people yeah. like us who are analyzing spending, because the only reason why I have credit cards, I, I mean, I pay off as much of like all my credit cards as possible, like every month. Mm -hmm. But if I'm able to get rewards with debit cards from savings accounts that are giving me interest on my saving, you know, yeah. it's kind of intense, you know, money makes money. Yeah, you don't got to exactly. spend any crazy, you know, amount per quarter or whatever. They... Right, right, right. They do have the incentive if you spend like what, uh, two grand in the first however many five whatever months, then you'll get an extra thousand tickets, right? But if each hmm. ticket you get is a twenty-five dollar ticket, then if you were to just have the cash, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Anyway, I have to check it out. It's it's it out. it's interesting. I'm yeah. I asked just like if there are more reward debit cards, if that becomes a thing, that would be kind of hey, fascinating. We'll see. So yeah, you, you heard it here first. Yeah, that'd be super cool. I'd be super down to try more reward debit cards because that sounds awesome. Um, and it sounds just, it's, yeah, great idea. Um, sure. And so, so with that, I think let's, uh, let's, we already see every, every, you know, here in your monthly spending, we already have investing, we already have some, um, you know, rent and we're, we, ha we have some, areas that we can already see that you're already looking towards how you're putting your money toward to work for you sure. um let's start talking now about your monthly investing and we'll see really uh how you're splitting up your your finances every month so here um again when it comes up we have real estate and your m1 funding we have cryptocurrencies and stocks so walk us through here to let us know more about how you look at these uh and how you look at them when you're again you're going at it month to month and this was i think we submitted this in like again just last month which was a right. couple days ago so yeah may so i'll say like i said I, I bought my first stock back in november right and from there for pretty much the first little bit i, I honestly can tell you first couple of months maybe i was just buying stocks buying stock companies i like buying just doing research seeing things that were kind of in the great vines that i may have been interested in and, and just 
And that's really what kind of got the ball rolling, you know. And then, you know, I did a little bit of crypto too, just seeing stuff like Dogecoin, like all the memes. And just like, it, it, it was funny to watch like the whole uh, uh, thing with GameStop and just watch it like play out in real life. Because I remember as a kid uh, in I think the sixth or eighth grade, we did an experiment with like a stock market challenge, right? Um, with our class and the top three people got to go out to dinner and then like the top bottom people also got to go out like you know so it's like it, they incentivize it and the so winners like, hey, and the losers yeah bottom three it's like so it's like okay because now it's like it's it's hard to figure out how to lose too you know right, like right. so it's like okay so but like to see it play out in, in, in real time and see what the implications are and and go from there i was like okay kind of doing that a bit and then like i said cj had mentioned the m1 finance thing where a lot of people are going out to like i told you a lot of my friends are going out and buying houses and stuff like that people buying cars and you know when, when you're doing that a lot of times you're going to some sort of mortgagee to get the upfront money well with the m1 what it does is you you invest the money into it and you still they build like pies like this right and you can say whatever the sector is, you can have it do it in an S&P, you can have it do, you build your pie you want. You can even take one of the pies that they have set up and start from there or copy it verbatim. It lets you do whatever it is you wanna do, um, but you invest your money and it used to be once you hit $25,000, you can borrow um, up to 35% of your entire portfolio. So $20,000 enough, you can take 30, 35%. You don't have to ask, they'll put in your account because it's your money. And I think the interest rate on it is like one, one to 3%, but something crazy wow. where it's like, okay. And you know what it is? Like it's, it's your money and it's not pulling out of any of your investments. So CJ was saying like, Hey, you have an idea. You pull from his portfolio, buy a house, have the house pay up and pay all the back. And now, you know, you're up. So hmm. once I started thinking about that, I, I told you I've always been, entrepreneur and spirit and it's like hey I'm, i was thinking what's next what do i need to buy what software can i buy what can i you know what can i do more to like speed things up a bit right and like my, my next little thing that i'm going to be doing are just vending machines man i was at i was at gators i'll say gator stocks i go gators but i was there with my mom my girl my little brother and you know someone had a vending machine with a game and my brother's four so he wants to play he doesn't understand the concept of these are rigged. So he's like, you know, I think at least maybe three bucks. I'm like, so they got three, three bucks off of us in like a minute. It's like, imagine you just sit that all day. And so, yeah, like, hey, I, well, I take that in one. I can. Hmm? So when you're saying vending machines, you're talking about like the gaming machines, like the game. I'm thinking more so just like sodas. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know, because I'm outside on the beach all the time. And, and another thing too I want to do is like people are talking about rental properties too. I want to buy it parking lots because a lot of, yeah you can buy a nice house in Pearl or St. Pete Beach but dude these parking lots I went to the beach the other day it's thirty dollars to park it's just like and they don't have to you don't have to upgrade the grounds you know it, it it's, yeah it's like I like that I'd be able to have the capital to like start something like that I, I'd be borrowing it against myself and my investments can still go and exceed and if it's something quick flip that I'm doing cool I can take that pay it back reinvest the pot refresh the deck and start over and I'm not at the mercy of the bank for, hey, what do you what do you think I'm worthy? What do you, my credit score is this, how can I do that? You, be, you become your own lender. And it's your investment that you're levering where instead of having your money sit in your bank account, 
your bank, man, you put in a hundred bucks, your bank converts it to a digital number. They invest that like the next business day, you know, and why not do the same? Be, become your own bank. So become your own bank. Your, I think that's right. So what this guy is doing, what he's talking about like M1 is basically he'll put in, let's just say for all intents and purposes, a hundred dollars. All right. Well, it has to be over. In order to take out, you have to have everything over a certain amount of money, right? You said over $20,000. Oh, and I, didn't get, I forgot about that. Yeah. It used to be $20,000, and within the last month or so, they marked it down to $5,000. And they said once you had $5,000, you can borrow up to 35% of it at this interest rate. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. I use them one. Um, I also think I might have one of their affiliate links in the bio as well. I don't remember. Um but I do use M1, okay. but I never thought about. I never, I never look into lending stuff like that too. Nice, yeah. Let's uh, let's yeah. look into this. Let's uh, let's let's share the screen. Uh, bam, and bam. And they do yeah. referral links too, so you get There's thirty bucks for referral. There's some for you guys, but here, let me bam over here. So, um. Yeah, so here it says to so borrow up to five thousand dollars with zero percent interest until June thirtieth. So that's just this month. Um, only two percent after that when you sign up for one year. Oh yeah, the M1 Plus is their premium model. Mm-hmm. Um, build more, worry less. All right, wait, yeah. So hold on. So the lending tool specifically is what I'm into. Borrow so. Flexible line of credit at a low rate. Borrow against your investments at a two to three and a half percent. So it probably changed it since you probably looked at mm-hmm. it first without extra paperwork. So M1 borrow available on margin accounts with a balance of at least $5,000, not available for retirement and custodial accounts. That's fascinating. And that $5,000 recently used to be 20. Like when I, when I first started it, it was at 20. So that's like... Oh, well, it's so borrow hey, up to $5,000 with 0%. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me understand this. So borrow, borrow up to 5K with 0% interest right now. So again, it's like, realistically, I can buy something on five for $5,000 in full with 0% interest and then just pay it back by the end of the month without having to pay any interest. Like, that's but scroll down, scroll down below. And you see, that's just a promotion thing that they haven't going on now. Right, right, right. That's so fascinating. I'm gonna look more at that. So borrow up to 35% with rates as low as 2%. Say it one more time. Whereas you borrow um, up to 35% of your portfolio's value with rates as low as 2%. Right, 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 as low as 2%. So yeah, and then, I mean, this is true though. I mean, you look at some of these different percentages, it is kind of crazy if you're able to borrow these at 3.5%, if you do have enough money to put down for like, again, like a house, and if you just have mm-hmm. that cash randomly, but like not cash, like invested in your M1 plus portfolio, then technically you can just buy a house. You're your lean owner essentially, right? <laughs> but like if, you, or no, you're I'm trying to think of where, where, and I'm probably not going to do it like right now, but like, where's like the catch with that, right? Like if let's just say I have, uh, again, I, I borrow a hundred dollars to buy a house f- flat out, but I'm still 
my mortgage rate ends up being 2%. That's where it is. My mortgage rate ends up being 2%. Um, interesting. But it's still paying, paying back to M1 at that point. While your investments are still making money is the, the cool thing about it, though. Yeah, man, yeah. So if your money in M1 crashes, then you're kind of somewhat – well, you've already took out the money from the original – investment right so like that's probably go. fine but it's it's really interesting to think about mm -hmm. it's still kind of risky but if you're able to be confident with the both what you're buying going up and your invested right. amount going up then you're kind of okay but you need to have that amount of money to be able to buy to take out and right. leverage right. It's like for that like that down payment on the house i would say would versus like the actual house itself but again that's just still an interest on interest that's kind of crazy man that's it's kinda... interesting and hey you know this too is just deferred supply hey i got this and it works over here doing this thing i got you know it's just, just it's just... it's leveraging yeah you're, you're just you're just hoping that what's a maintenance call uh oh if your account value drops below the equity value or if the account value drops so that your equity value is below the maintenance threshold so we need to understand what that maintenance threshold is m1 will issue a maintenance call the maintenance threshold is normally 30 percent of your account value but m1 may impose additional restrictions so that's that's the risk if the stock market crashes that's the risk like you just can't be mar it's basically margin calling but they're calling it maintenance call like they're basically making sure like hey if some crazy you're not stuff just gonna happens, borrow all this money <laughs> Yeah, you need to be careful right there. That's kind of crazy. But anyway, yeah. Very interesting to be able to do this on money you're already invested with and then have being able to pay back while your investments, in theory, are still going to go up. And still um, collect dividends on it and, and all that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, if you invest in stuff that's, that's, that's decent or right. that's on right. its own, like, you should be okay. If you're out there acting wild, by all means. <laughs> right, and hopefully you're taking the money out to buy assets that are making you money. I ultimately. It's gonna make you something quick. Yep. Right. So you pay that back, and now that whole. TV right, right, right. Like it needs to be again, like a, a flip or something that's you're able to put back really easily, mm -hmm. without having to worry about that being called out. So. Yep. That's interesting. That's fascinating too, Valoro. Yeah. Um, Cool. So let's let's go back into the monthly investing thing as well, um, because that is that is fascinating. M1. Um, I never really looked into too much of their uh, their platform. Uh, I, just the pies, but not the oh. M1 borrow. Um, M1 yeah. borrow is something that I never. I don't really look into a lot of stuff like that. That's not my. It's good to learn about. That's what I'll say. It's good I got to you. About. But it's definitely especially if you got I, an idea, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> If I like I said, it's your money that's there anyway, and yeah. the banks do it. And I just hate letting the banks like do what they want to do, and then it comes time where like I have an opportunity, I need to, you know, and they're like, oh, well, we don't know this and we don't know that, and I don't, I just right. don't like being helpless in that situation. And you know, I'll take the risk knowing that hey, when push comes to shove, like hey, if I got the money there, I got it, and that's right. kind of where. It's crazy. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. I mean, it's just the uh, uh, leveraging yourself, and you just got to be careful with that game. Is really, I guess, what it yeah. is. At the end of the yeah. day, as yeah. long as you're feeling confident and you're not over leveraged, because again, once they pull that maintenance call, that's your big risk. If they pull that and you're not you're ready right. to pay it back in full, 
you know, that that's the. You know what it comes down to, man, is just doing your research, y'all. That's yeah. really it. If you can't sit and ask questions on the internet, you gotta at least put your put your nose in the book and yeah. you know what you're doing. Because with with everything, M one, the stocks, the, yeah. the all that, like it. So with that, so again, seventy percent of what you're doing it goes into M one, and then you also have real estate here. So explain. So tell us more about that. So the real estate slash M one. Oh, um, that was me saying I put it towards M1 and transition that into real estate. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's more, these are all kind of fluid percentages, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm trying to say. Because I do want to have a property of something of some type where I can can make some Got it. Got it. So right now, this is really M1, and then hopefully it's going to also be used towards, like you're you're investing this to be investing in real estate. Understood. Yeah. Yep. And more crypto, more stocks, more whatever it is that I've set yep. by. So but at least I have a line of credit for myself and I'm still going to be doing everything in the background, increase my cash flow through the hookup and it's like it, it all play together. Do you manage your M1 portfolio yourself as well? Or do you, I assume, do you also take input from uh, Chris Johnson and other people on like what to put in your pies? So I don't think I've seen him actually post anything that he's had. Um, I normally just go with the companies I like. And like I said, one thing I do like is you can set certain goals for um, when you go into it and they'll give you some certain pods and you just kind of pick and choose what you like and set your percentages and you go from there. And if you want to change it over time, feel free to do so. You don't have to call, it's just a plus or minus. Um, But yeah, so, and honestly too, what I have my pods in now, may not be the same in a year we'll just see how it how it flows but that's really where i started out and that's what i'd recommend anyone else starting out doing just kind of check it out see what you like and go from there right 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 very interesting you have you have you rebalanced i assume since you started a little yeah, bit, the, a little the, bit. The, the rebalance yeah i mean it's just basically just like making sure you're back at the percentages you, you want i think uh another another problem is if i didn't like play around with it and kind of do I'd never know what I don't know. So right. even if I rebalance and I mess something up, like, hey, I can, I can recover, right. you know, because right, it is right, a long-term right. thing for me. You know, I'm not just looking to cash out and borrow a million dollars. And, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Have you, but it's, it's something new. Have you thought of, and so yeah, so the, what about the, uh, let's go from M1 is, is also technically more stocks, maybe REITs if you're into some of that stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. M1 is primarily stocks and then, your other category here, stocks, is like very much outside of M1 funding. Um, yeah, yeah. Where I'm actually in like my Weeble or my Robinhood and, and I'm actually buying something. Or... Yeah. And so you're very hands-on with your investing, obviously, since November, right? This is this is you like learning since November, I should say, as well, which is great, by the yeah, way, right? Okay. This is pretty cool. Um, like so, I said, I've had an account with Robinhood since like 2017, but I, I just didn't do any of the work. Now I played around with it. I played with it a little bit, but I didn't really say like, all right, what realistically, you know, like my job or something, like, what do I want to do? And I need to come up with some sort of a plan. Mm-hmm. But you're very, very hands-on with your portfolio from what it seems every month, right? right. Um, do you ever consider any like robo-investors or any type of... Uh, like automated investment services? Um, 
I, I, I definitely dabble into it. I said, I'm, at this point, like, I'm, I'm not closing my ears or anything. I'm just at least hearing it out and just checking out and seeing what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too opposed with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool, very cool. But no, I mean, that's, it's, like, it's, yeah, so that's the reason why I like the whole digit thing because it's, it's just saving me something in the back. I don't even have to worry about it. So I do, I do like that, that simplicity and like one less thing to worry right. about. And with digit, does it invest? in its own kind of investment platform itself? Like how does it- That's the thing. It doesn't have any sort of uh, investment platform. Hey, that's pretty kind of smart though, honestly. But they don't have anything. They're strictly just taking it and it's like saving for a rainy day, you know? So for the investment part of it, do you have to connect that with another investment account? If I want to invest with Digit, it's me like withdrawing the money from my Digit account to my bank or transferring it from it, from uh, the account to my bank. Gotcha. So I mean, uh, there isn't gotcha. any sort of investing tied with Digit. It's just me having money automatically come up. Just like it's like a savings account too, but it's a separate savings account from any of the primary banks I use or any of the banks I use for like my work or health insurance or anything like that. Yeah, so I'm on Digit's site. Yeah, let me come back to this just to see and learn a little bit more, right? Let me uh, pull okay. it back as well. And again, it's interesting so on digit it's just like prepare your money for the years ahead starting today digit helps you invest towards all your goals big and small this i clicked on the investment right so this is under investment gotcha. um it does have you you know click conservative moderate or aggressive so i guess based off of what you're comfortable with or not comfortable with but you don't pick individual stocks they match you with a diversified portfolio of exchange of etfs exchange traded funds based on your risk level so you're saying from your experience, this this is outside of digit itself, or do you not mess with this at all, really? I was going to say, hey, you're teaching me something new. I didn't know they were doing it. I'm looking like, wait, what? All right, yeah, nice, nice. Okay, cool. So we're learning together here. Yeah. So, so yeah, okay. so simple daily investments. So yeah, it's basically, I guess, when, just like what they do with the saving, um, you're able to also potentially turn on this lever here and to have them invest for you into uh, these, into these okay. three categories. Again, like based on um, your risk tolerance. I didn't know that they did that. I never, honestly, I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I guess might as well try. I mean, if you're paying for it. Yeah, so. I'm not updating. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cool, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad we're both learning here. That's why I was like, I was like, wait, I'm sur- I was surprised that they weren't, and I just went back to that tab I had it open. <laughs> um, but cool. And so, okay. yeah. So with Weeble, Robinhood, M1, you're all you're all over it. It's just fantastic. Um, do you know how how you learned about these platforms to begin with? Again, you said Robinhood since like 2017, so that's been a minute. Um, Twitter, honestly. Twitter, Twitter Chris Johnson like with M1 specifically. M2, yeah, and you. you you start once you start getting into that network of people um you start to learn who knows who and who's engaging who and seeing who their network of friends and people are and who their resources are so you start dipping out that when you're in the comments and those things people are talking about all sorts of platforms and um that's just really how i started leveraging one of my favorite things to do on twitter when there's something that's just controversial um i'm there with like some sort of meme excuse me some sort of meme and uh some sort uh, of meme. a link yeah yeah some funny that'll catch him his eye and then a link to my Robinhood for the free stocks that people get for signing up 
because hey, the casual fan isn't gonna know Weeble or Coinbase or any of that, but everyone's heard of Robinhood at least. So I get free stocks all the time from that. Just one night, just up, just face, 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 put it here, put it there. And even if it's even if it's months later, you know, I I, I got some the other day out, but it's awesome. Like, so I, just, I don't even know who the person is. So people just yeah. used your link in like a random like in the in the Discord or in like on Twitter where you'll just attach it to like a meme or something or mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool attach it to a meme related to it. Yep. And people are gonna scroll and they're gonna stop and hey, they do have to actually like sign up, create an account and make the first deposit if you get it. So there is work for them to do, but at least if you get someone and stack committed, you know, they're gonna get a free stock out of it, you get a free stock and I just use my Robinhood for for that at this That's point. That's so funny. It, That's so funny. So again, you'll basically create a meme and then attach your like a meme that's probably financial related or stock related mm-hmm. and then just whatever the issue is like i'll just do that and but again that's what i'd originally started investing on and as i learned more I've, you know bought what i needed to pull and it's like now i'm gonna use it towards that or like watching something you know hmm. fascinating man. i love that idea that's a great great yeah. very funny very funny um and then cryptocurrency so 20 percent, you're pretty bullish on crypto right here at least like relative to what you're doing it's just it's a 20 percent, 20 percent. so um tell us more about that um i think i read and i think i've honestly too been blessed with people that know more than me you know so again i've learned that hey people will help you if you're willing to help yourself same thing i can't hate when someone calls me with an issue and they haven't even tried to begin to resolve it. So I do ask friends, as family members, as people that are older than me, younger than me, people that have been doing it longer um, than I have, you know, what their thoughts on the things, or I come up my my research and we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation like this about something that either of us didn't know about or one of us may have known about. And from there, hey, I write down, take my notes and you know, go do my research and kind of go from there. But um, again, it's all about just diversifying for me, just it's, it's all fun you know it's all it's fun yeah what um for, first off so i assume you're on coinbase from what you've said already mm-hmm. uh what kind of crypto are you in right now um a little bit of everything i haven't really been going too heavy with uh the crypto investing in the last recently because like i said i'm still really trying to get this this m1 thing going uh, and i know that just even with the hookup just having that work in the background i know i know how i move my money day in day out month in month out so i haven't really been going too too crazy i have all the ones that you have and you know but nothing too crazy i don't know any super deep dark low-key ones right you know, right but- so i assume like bitcoin um is probably one that are you in that uh bitcoin um ethereum cardano uh gotta have to go because it's just so funny man yeah. i was i made like little t-shirts and stuff too for like dog day so a couple of those it's like nice. i just love it it's like cool, yeah you know? and i just pulled them after that day came and gone it's pulled them but might as well um, might as well yeah yeah and like i said cj does have some that he's like hey i'm investing in i know my mom's got a friend that uh, he goes on Facebook on these super long rants about just hmm. crypto and stuff he earns and you know what he's doing and super smart man and you know it's, it's crazy that you know you share a meme on Facebook you'll get all the engagement in the world but if you share something that will help you and benefit you like people scroll past it and they, they don't want to read it but he gives out so much free game and, and you know some of the ones that he he mentions too I look into and kind of do my due diligence and 
I'll uh, I'll jump on. I'll let, I'll try not to go too crazy, but yeah, you'll you'll test out the waters with those a little bit. A bit. Yeah, I mean, might as well. I mean, if they're offered on Coinbase or whatever platform you're buying on, I mean, you might as well just put in a couple bucks if you can. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah, this is pretty solid though. I think this definitely kind of encapsulates a lot of what you've been. Uh, you know, putting your head down and learning a lot about it since November. Right. So good for you. Um, so fun, man. Do you remember some of the first stocks that you invested in to begin with? Like some of your first major purchases that you Ooh. were really nervous about? That's a good one. I think I can check real quick. I remember I was uh, with my girl just having a drink somewhere, just hanging out. And uh, you was like, your- hey, let's just like, <laughs> Huh? You buy your first stock when you're having drinks, just like, all right, screw it. Yeah, today's yeah, the yeah, day. Today's like, the day. Hey. <laughs> Cause I've like I've had it for years and just never did it. So but you know what it was like had like a serious conversation, like, hey, okay, you really gotta start setting something right for the future, right? And it's like just here we're in open setting, outside, it's a beautiful day outside. And uh let's see. I know I got general electric. And then, dang, I think there's another one. American Airlines is another one. This is back in November. You mind if we look it up and see where yeah, you're go at? Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. These are the first two, and it was like I think I had like twenty bucks on uh in my account, and let's see. Uh, GE stock. Let's go back uh one year. And you're in November, so that would have been around right now. So you're up, you're up, dude. Like let's just say random. Feeling good. I'm feeling mid, good. Mid November, you're up sixty percent. Look at you. Even if it was by the it end says, of November. Yeah, it says uh, I'm up up about two hundred percent since November 11th. So I'm still in the green. On and on, wow, so on G on GE that was sixty at least, but what? So American Airlines. It's across. Across the whole thing, oh, like what nice. I have, and granted too, I will say that there is a little bit of inflation there because right. they do count. You know how I get the free stocks? They'll count the free stocks as you're up. You know, you're on plus eight or on plus sixteen. So I got a stock that was valued as for free, even if it goes up or down. So, but I, I will say I haven't like I haven't like pissed away my money in it. You know, and, and I do feel like that's I think, and that's what I was saying too. Investing yourself at twenty six, like. I think my biggest misconception is that it was a lot harder to get even just started in it than, than you think. And I think that stops a lot of people when they go and give to people and hedge funds and investors. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that to say they go to school for it. So by all means, um, it's crazy. but it is fun to kind of get your hands dirty and at least learn where, where your money's going yeah, more towards, you know? Amazing. Yeah, 100%. And then again, I mean, when you're able to pick stocks like American and GE that, you know, you, you knew they were down a little bit, right? You know, you had to be hey, going up. I just recognize the names. It's like, that's that's really what it is. I told my old sister to get started. And I said, hey, just look at what you throw away in your trash can every day. Look at who, who owns that company. You're buying it. Someone else is buying it. You're always complaining it's out at the store. So start there and, you know, kind of reverse it back. You know, I, there's a, what is the name of the company? I, I called it out on another show as well, but I'm going to try to figure it, remember it again. It was, um, I forgot what it is, but it's a UF started, uh, somebody at UF started this company where every mm-hmm. time you make a purchase, you buy a dollar worth of that company's stock. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. What was the name of that it's, company? It's, it's genius. Uh, what was the name of that company? Um, of a, I uh, you purchase that. I don't remember. It's all right. I'll I'll, I'll go past it unless you're able. It's to... called Griffin. Griffin, GRI. I was talking to shop at. Bought a Starbucks coffee, you know, one dollar of it. Yep, G R I F I N dot com. Yeah, one F. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Dude, I love these guys. I think they're great. I'm big, uh, heavy proponent of these guys. Obviously, pretty flashy website, looking nice, but that's awesome. But yeah, dude, love right, Griffin. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, how long like, do you use it? I, I, I honestly, I don't. I think they're only out on the Apple Store. Ah. So anyway, once, I'm Team Android, so I'm I know slow. Team Android over here as well. I I, uh, <laughs> I don't believe that they're on the Android store, like on the Android Play Store or whatever they're called right now. But yeah, that's so, good though. That's a really cool idea. Shout out to them. Yeah, I know it's a great. I mean, it's exactly what you're talking about, right? I mean, most this is good investing advice and theory. Like you buy a company buy a store that you shop at you know buy a stock from what you buy what you buy you know especially too if you're one of the people that says you know i'm bored with money i, I can't invest it like and but you're quick to spend it like hey at least you're now getting something that, that's a start something's better than nothing yeah uh is it hey only on apple it's not on uh not on android yet as far as i'm aware but very cool um yeah, let's bring it back here. So with your monthly investing, uh, let's take that away. So yeah, very cool. And and uh, I think again, it's been been solid so far. Again, I think you're. What has been some of like the biggest learnings that you've had since November that you can think of that you've uh, run into? Obviously, again, as a relatively new investor person who's you know going through it, doing a lot of your own due diligence. What are some key factors that you look for? when you're buying and selling and or looking to dabble or experiment in a new new new, new stock or app i think uh, one of my biggest things is just always i just i love dividend payments so much even even if it's like a penny i'm like awesome i you know because again like i think uh i i i laid this out to my siblings um compounding i, I encourage everyone listening to actually seriously compounding and just to have compounding calculators where you don't even have to do the math and it will show you what $100 today will look like in X amount of time. And I think that's that's probably been my biggest takeaway. And that's why I've, I've been trying to spread my seat like a lot of things so I can make things just start and, you know, get the ball rolling on them because that compounding thing helped us. I've heard a lot of rich people say, hey, you made your, your first 100,000 and, and now it's like, hey, I could do it 10 times again. But each time, like you do it quicker, like you know, and that that's uh that's what I say. Once you get the ball rolling, it's fun, and uh, it's never never losing momentum. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating, right? Like, can you put five a, a a dollar a day, and then all of a sudden, a couple years now, it's just like that compounds, and then what you if it you know what you what compounds in the next month will then compound on top of that, which compounds on top of that, which compounds on top of that. It's 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 a, a snowball effect. Is what it is. Yep. Yep. And it, it seems like, yeah, that little bit's not going to do anything, but it does a lot more than people realize. Yep. 
And so, so very cool. So you look for dividends is your number one, anything that you look for as like a number two thing in a stock that year that you're always looking um, out for. That too, just honestly how I feel about the company. You know, I do look at financials. I like reading a little quarterly reports or they're just in the sea and, and um, you know, just checking, checking their history. Like I said, I like to buy stuff that I vouch for and that. Same thing, I think that's, I think that's uh, just one aspect of just being a business owner with my brand, right? Someone buys something of mine, like I'm gonna stand behind it. If they want a return or I'm, there's never gonna be any issues, like I understand it and, and there's always room for improvement. So if I wanna buy a company, I, I look at it the same sort of way. There's gotta be some sort of value in it and um, you, got, you gotta make your money work for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, is there, is there anything that you think we haven't talked about with your monthly investing? And uh, I, Nothing I, there. I do. You go, you go, go you go. You go. Listen, I don't want to flip it. What does uh? What would you say yours looks like for the uh, monthly spending breakdown? For mine, yeah, that's something. It, it's interesting because uh, for monthly spending or monthly investing. Both. Both. That that's a lot. Um, that's a, that's a lot to go through right here. So, um, when it comes to how I do it, I I actually use a lot of Mint to break down my spending. Um, okay. And I'll actually, I'll mention it here. Let me pull up my Mint app and I can, I can tell you, um, I will say, I will say that, um, I, I, most of my money, it probably goes to refurbish it or like just doing maintenance for, uh, rental properties. <laughs> so that's, okay. um, if I to go to monthlies, uh, let me go back into pick a month, any month. Um, February. February. Eighty-two percent of my spending wow. went to home. <laughs> went to maintenance <laughs> for my uh, my my rental properties. Decide. So how do you how did you get involved in the rentals? Uh, what was your process like? Yeah, um, I had a really good friend I met in Gainesville who had been instrumental in just recommending that I get into real estate. And mm -hmm. so I've been looking into real estate for a long time, found a rental property that I was interested in, put an offer in, in 2019, a whole long process nice. until, yeah, long process until 2020 where it got, where we actually closed on it, but it's been a crazy whirlwind since then, I'll be honest. And uh, yeah, but it's been good. It's been good. I've I've definitely seen a lot of appreciation on the property itself and the rental income and whatnot. It's been been nice, but it, the rental income just goes right back out at this point because the house isn't it's a fixer upper in a sense, but right. it's a nice house. It's a nice spot. Um, but yeah, so eighty two percent of my monthly month of February uh. <laughs> of spending specifically went straight up into uh, <laughs> uh, that home. Um, so and, and rent. So r r I guess. After that, uh, I'd probably say probably 75% and then maybe, I don't, I don't know how much my rent would have been in that, but yeah. Yeah, what are you going to say? Right, I, I know we talked about um, just the whole in one thing, coming up with the money. So what was your path towards it, towards buying the home or closing on the home? Yeah, I had always put a lot into, back in 2017, ish 2018 there was uh high yield savings accounts were really good actually you'd get like two percent plus in a high yield savings account and so i was incentivized to save a little bit and i'm also not a risk taker 
I'm not that risky when it comes to a lot of money stuff. So I was putting a lot into savings accounts. And before we knew it, you know, I had a good chunk of change where when you think about real estate, you only need to put down five, 10, 15%, mm-hmm. 20% if you, you know, or more, if you want to avoid the, the mortgage insurance. But you know, if you're only looking at a house and it's a hundred thousand dollars and you only put down $5,000, you can buy a home. Right. $20,000, $20,000 means you need to put down 10,000, you know, 30,000. Well, is that right? Yeah. 30,000 is 15, Right. you know? So it's like, if you do that kind of math, it's kind of like, wait, if you're sa- if you're saving a lot, you're stacking dollars, mm-hmm. like in your, your, again, even if you're investing, right, you can sell some of your investments to buy a home. Like, again, all you need is to buy a $300,000 home. If you're going to live in it 5% down, that's actually, you know, affordable at that point. You can afford a home where you can afford the monthly is a different conversation with interest rates, but buying a home is actually affordable. If you you can, you can afford to buy that property. And then if you're a first time home buyer, you can put as little as 3.5% down. And so, right. If it's the FHA loan and if you have a, you know, put down 3.5%, Right. If you're gonna for a hundred thousand dollar property, all you need to do is put down three and a half thousand dollars. That's kind of ridiculous to leverage. Talk about leveraging right. borrowing stuff. Holy crap! Right, three thousand. I'll give you yeah. four thousand dollars to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of home, and then have part of my rent go to it and everything. It's it's just right. that's what made me get into real estate. Just like now, that was it idea. strictly like a rental property, or is it something that like you're like a duplex that you're in? This specific situation uh, has a second unit in it, so it would have been okay. a duplex type of thing, where I'd be able to, like. That's what I'm really trying to do. It's crazy, man. I I think that's a, the best way to go about it. Um, and then yeah, and then again, you rent one side out, and you can live in the other. It's fantastic, really fantastic. You know, that's so how dream. long would you say that you sat on the idea of like owning a home? Like, when did it become like, okay, you know, I'm really, or I'm really gonna get a rental property? Probably, I almost a year, probably thinking about it, and then, hmm. and then a couple months. Well, within that year, I was probably also looking as well, just seeing what was out there. But once I went under contract with this house, it took a whole other year to actually close, which is crazy. Crazy how long it takes. Um, yeah, the the closing of it actually sucks because uh that was in probate and the actual house was in a deceased relative's name and so it took an extra oh, year so that's a come it took a year but um but yeah again but since then you know it's been fine like we've been able to make everything work um but mm-hmm. again i've had a lot of maintenance a lot of maintenance i've I spent a lot of money on maintenance this year in the last i don't know it's wow a lot of money on maintenance <laughs> Um, hey, but it'll pay off though. It'll, it'll well, because the goal is that, you know, when I'm sitting on maintenance, I can then make back over the number of how many months slash years. And then right. for smaller maintenance things, like what I, was, what I was calling maintenance is like, I literally like replaced floors, painted, I, I re, remodeled a little bit is really what I did. Yeah. That was a lot. And then the maintenance stuff is like every month there might be something that pops up that I might need to get seen or taken care of. And I'll take that out of like the top part of the rent. So in my rent, I actually like, you know, I, what I paid to the bank, then I have some extra cash flow, but then I'm able to then take the cash flow out and then pay for, you know, again, if there needs to be like a plumber called or something like that. So I have another question for you. So for someone that's like first starting out with um, like buying their own home, uh, 
stuff like that. How are you learning or how did you learn how to do a lot of the repairs? I didn't. I don't. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll, I'll say that it's really like I literally just I just kind of went into it eyes wide open. My mom does interior design stuff, so I wasn't like okay. it wasn't far out of the question. So I had like a right. person I could call if I needed anything, but it was more like I first time I had a something go wrong with some plumbing, I literally went on Yelp and I was like, all right, plumbing in the city and yeah. bang like called like looked at some reviews i was like all right saw where they were located i was like okay this one seems pretty reputable and i called them out and said hey can you go to the property <laughs> you know and then sure they went out they called me and told me it was wrong and i gave them a thumbs up or thumbs down to to do whatever it was I and mean, i gave them a thumbs right. up but i mean it was just like cool you know so doing that and then uh, you know, I did my, I installed a French drain effectively prim, almost by myself, okay, there you, go. you know I mean? And that was pretty, easy. Was just like, yeah, that was just like a Google search, right? Just like watching YouTube videos, you know, but it's, it's definitely been an interesting experience. What would you say you wish you know now that you knew when you first started the journey? What That's a good question. Of... That's a good question. Um, if the monthly, if you can make the monthly work, just do it. Right, like, what do you mean by that? Uh, if you can make your principal, interest, taxes, and mortgage insurance less than what you could rent it out for, right? So P I T I is 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 uh, the the acronym. So principal taxes P prince P I P principal interest taxes T and then I insurance P I T I. If you can make all of that worth less than what you could rent it out for doesn't matter what the cost of the home is if you can then rent it out mm. and i mean with maybe some buffer for maintenance but if you're able to rent it out make monthly cash flows i don't care if the house is underwater if i'm still able to rent it out for above what i right. you know and paying the bank because i got you i'm the middleman at that point and as long as i can pay the bank with whatever i'm getting from people renting out the property then i'm okay and then if you want to be a little bit more risky, take out the principal from that. Because when you're paying the bank back for a loan, that principal is you paying yourself. Mm -hmm. So really, really, you're paying yourself part of that mortgage insurance, mortgage payment that, you know, when people say stop renting and start, you know, paying your mortgage, like don't rent anymore, you know, when you're paying your mortgage, you're paying yourself back. Like that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the principal. Right. And if you're paying the principal on top of that, then like that's just money that's in like a weird house, houses that you buy are like weird piggy banks that you just yeah. put in like, you know, that principal payment that you're paying down is yours. You know, you can take a loan against that too. You know, yeah, sure. It's a home and equity line you... of credit. How do you vet people for, like, for renting central renters? Yeah. Yeah. There's like Equifax has a service of like 20 bucks or something or 40 mm. bucks and you can split them and you can get the credit history. And one of my tenants was like, look, I know my credit's not good and whatnot. And so I was able to talk with them and understand a little bit more of their situation. You know, it wasn't like a hard no, but it was just like, okay, let's talk this over. And right. so, you know, if, if I got a good vibe with that, then, you know, I felt okay. And then Very what similar. I did with that person was I had their employer, I called them and was just making sure that the, to validate the amount of month, money they were making month over month. 
And so I was able to like say, look, like that made sense. Like I was like, cool, like you're good. Um, That's cool that uh, Equifax does that. Um, you did that too. Yeah, I'm that. pretty sure it's Equifax. There's a certain, it's a yellow and black company that um, like those are they're the colors. It was like yellow and black. So I forgot, <laughs> I forgot what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's Equifax. Um, some sort of report. But yeah, man, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. And uh, and like right now, I'm not paying any property management company either. So it's it's pretty good. I've enjoyed it so far. Um, it, it's not, I'm learning a lot, but I think if I were to continue right. to get more doors, then I'll probably have to start looking at it. You know, yeah, because then it just becomes a lot. But again, this one property is very much a lot to handle. And not all properties are like that, right? right? If you get a nicer place, Again, because my first place it wasn't that like again it, it has issues like I knew known issues, um, but if you get a place that doesn't need as many as much maintenance, yeah, again you'd have to put more down because it probably is a nicer place, but it, it's it's uh you don't have to worry about that as much. It's more kind of get the ball rolling like you're in there and make a roll. That's a little kid, my mom's realtor, and she was doing the same sort of thing buying properties and. Picking up and guess who's out there, you know, kind of get my hands dirty. You know, granted, I wasn't able to do everything, but my grandfather did stuff too with roofing. So I'm sitting there watching them do that. And you got people coming in flooring and you're, you're just watching. So Dude, it's fun to, to, to get your hands dirty a bit. If you can save yourself the maintenance costs by doing whatever it is yourself, mm -hmm. wow. By all means, 100%. Yes. Um, I would be doing more of that. I mean, I, I'm not living in the same city where I bought the house. So gotcha. I you gotcha. know, it's, it's from afar. So stuff. yeah. So I gotta have to be really vigilant and, you know, take people at their word about what's going on. So mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic of what's no regrets. Say it again. I said no regrets. No regrets. Actually, <laughs> no regrets. There's um, no regrets. It's been pretty cool. I mean, but but it's hard to have regrets in this market right now. I'll say, you I know, got you. like I, I got everything's you. so so up that you know, I won't necessarily think I'll have regrets yet. Come back in like a couple years, and if my assumptions worked out, then I'm gonna be even happier. You know, so. that's what I was saying, man. I I'd wish I'd kind of know what I know now, like way back. Or like when the pandemic was first like rolling around because i would have even like been in an even better situation you know yeah. but hey you live and you learn and right. at least right. it, it still kind of lit that match but i can't complain man i've been having if, fun it's crazy time. like it's cool because now so many more people are focused on that at least in our age range i would say yep. we're very much like oh crap this is something that i probably should have been doing years ago for across <laughs> the board right like yeah. stocks yeah real estate all the above right it's like oh what was i doing you know it's like man like i remember being i remember being in broward dining hall and at uf on campus i i had a sitting at a table with a couple of people one of my friends became our like mini broker we'd give him money yeah. to invest in cryptocurrency for us in early 2010s whatever Right, which is late for some or very early for others. Like Bitcoin was like 200 bucks, maybe 100 bucks, yeah. somewhere in that range. And I remember thinking, because again, in college, I didn't have any money either. It was like, man, like that's too much. I can't buy one, like whatever. And it was just crazy. And now it's <laughs> like, dude, if I only just committed to it back then, 
you know, again, 50k, like, plus at some point, right? There are also funny memes on the internet about cryptocurrency, about it was, like, winner of, like, gaming events, like, land parties would get, like, you know, pizza and, like, the last place would get, like, 800 bitcoins because it was, like, a joke. It was, like, five bucks back then. Like, this is way, 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 way back. But, I mean, it was just, like, you know, nobody really thought about it or cared about it. But, I mean, if you knew enough and you actually held on to something, like, holy crap, you know? Like, it was it was. Crazy. I forgot. I forgot which pizza company was. I think it was. I think it was Pizza Hut. But a guy said the Pizza Hut or Domino's. They have like a national Bitcoin day because of the guy that had like reasonable amount of Bitcoin he traded in for like two large pizzas, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, like what can you do? Like, yeah, come on. You can again. It's like you're. It's a logical progression. And one thing that I will say is like. It's kind of obvious looking back, seeing the trend and realizing that I didn't do anything about it when I probably could have or should have, right? Like, and what I mean by this is like everybody for the last decade in our demographic, right? At least, I'm, I'm, I'm confidently our demographic, like, we've all been talking about Austin, Texas for a long time. Right. Austin's always been, you know, a cool spot. You know, mm -hmm. there's South by Southwest there, they have ACL, they have like, you know, 6th Street, Rainy Street, they have always like all these like, like, like outgoing places, nice nature, so all these uh, things, food, right, barbecue, everybody's always talked about Austin for a long time, it's always been an up and coming place, but like, when I say always, like the last 10, 10 like, probably about 10 years, right, at least 7, right. and now all of a sudden the housing market there is booming because, uh, you know, people are willing to, able to move where they want to live. And Austin has always been a spot. Now it's the spot, right? Now it's like, a, like mm. you have all the industries there. Where it's like, damn, like, again, like 10 years ago, back in 2000, I remember talking about 2012, 2013, about going to South by Southwest. It's like a really cool place, but not even for the, confet, the, for the festival, but for like the city of Austin is really cool. Yeah. It's just like, damn, like Austin's a cool spot. You know, it's like, cool. Well, like, if I only knew about real estate at that time and being back in 2012, like, sure, great time to get into real estate too, right? And so it's like, but we could have seen or called Austin's trajectory as it is, right? And mm -hmm. then you look back at cryptocurrency, and it's like, okay, well, it's like a natural progression of money. And, and in a logical conversation, it's like, you look at even pop culture. I just finished watching the TV show, Mr. Robot, if you're familiar with yeah. that show. It's it's a great show. It came out in like 2013 to 2017 time frame, and uh, somewhere in that range. And it was just like they were talking about Bitcoin in that show. And I mean, it's not not that that was a long time ago or that they shouldn't have. I mean, they're very it's a very right. tech focused, hacker focused show, and it makes sense that they're talking about Bitcoin. But just the fact that I didn't even know about it was even mentioned in. It was like whoosh went way over my head way over my head yeah didn't even didn't even think about it didn't even like but again but like we could call that again cryptocurrencies if it wasn't bitcoin it's and it might not be bitcoin but like there's going to be some virtual currency of sorts like it's just the natural progression of 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 money at this point and it's just what becomes the actual adopted thing and it's like, okay, well, there's fiat currency, which is, and we have dollars and actual physical cash. And then we're all already using credit cards and paying by our phones and doing like mm -hmm. these techie Whatever. things. It's Apple like, well, why? Yeah, it's like, okay, well, 
what is the need for an actual physical dollar? Cool. But then it's like, there is need for physical, don't get me wrong, right? But then there's like, <laughs> as it progresses, right now, like, again, I think it was like Mark Cuban a couple months ago or somebody a couple months ago was like, cryptocurrencies are what the internet is or was in like the early 90s right now. Yeah. Where I it's like, that. in 30, 40 years, we're going to be cryptocurrencies like, yeah, you remember when people didn't know what the internet was for? <laughs> you know? It's like, come on, man. People are yeah. using like dollars and yeah, and it's and like we're walking around with pennies in our pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just like you know, it might not be Bitcoin, it might not be whatever. Right, we had a dot com boom, right? We're gonna have a crypto boom and whatever. Right, we're in. It might be in it right now. I don't know, right? But we're gonna be able to adopt some of this stuff sooner than later in my mind. And anyway, so it's like trying to find those trends that you're like, damn, I knew it. And I was talking with another friend. It's like, and the last thing I'll say is like. Talking with another friend, it's like, we're almost now at the point where we have to look at the next generation. Not yeah. really, we're not that old, but it's like, we're getting at the point where it's like, we're not the cool kids anymore, knowing like the big, like TikToks that, you know, it's like, TikTok isn't our social platform anymore. Like it's, yeah. we're using it, right? We're a part of it. I don't, I mean, I don't have one personally, but like we, we have TikTok, like our generation know, uses seen, it, yeah. but it's really like your siblings. You know, yeah, to, like, you know, like Facebook and yeah, MySpace. And, exactly, uh, exactly. Like I, like again, just like exactly. That's a good comparison. Like MySpace to Facebook to now TikTok, right? To space. console generations. Which one do you assimilate with, right? Like for me, I loved. I've had all the Playstations, but you know, my main PlayStation really in high school was the PS2 to PS3 transition. Yeah. I remember getting the PS3 when it came out, being like, "This is my thing." <laughs> The fat PS3, and then they the made the one. Yeah, the, the fat one that was backwards compatible. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that they're, was special cool. edition. Yeah. With the disc it's, and the Blu-ray player, because Blu-ray was brand new, too. It's crazy. If you would spend, like, three grand on, like, a Blu-ray player at Best Buy, like, camping out all night, now, like, I watched it on my Xbox. You know? like, and, and it's like, <laughs> but, you know, we see these trends, right? You could look at Netflix, right? Easy comparison. You have physical video VHSs, right, that came from something else previous to that, I'm sure, right, that then transitioned to a digital medium, but then to a, a disc, so the, the actual form factor went from a thick VHS to a small compact disc that was then able to easily be mailed, and then the internet was starting to become a thing where people were consuming content via the internet, and then YouTube video content on the internet was up, but then again, what happened to CDs and video content and Blu-rays, right? now it's digital like it just we see these massive trends and if you're able to find a trend and understand it and really understand it it's just like that's where you're going to be able to make the money really if you're able to find and pick stocks like that that's the exciting part i want to run something by you too semi-related to that how okay. like you're, you're saying there are trends and you, you got to find where where uh where trying 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 to locate the trend okay i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i was like you know one thing that the pandemic did, and it'll be interesting to see, um, I don't know what type of way they can quantify this, but um, the pandemic forced a lot of people to go remote. It forced a lot of, it shook everything up in the entire world. You know, the way businesses operated, the way sanity, the way you do timing and scheduling and production. It, for, it forced everyone, even with my business, I was like, hey, I, I need to do, I'm going to do something different. Like, at one point, I was like selling like masks when you couldn't go and buy a mask. I would crush them and call, you know, I was like, screw it. You gotta, you gotta. So, what I don't understand though is like, 
you see now there's you know Zoom and there's Microsoft Teams and Facebook's got one and all that. And Skype had like the league, and I know there were platforms before them, but like how did they, they how did they fumble up. that bag? Like how I just I I don't understand it at all, right? What, yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts? What did you say? Skype is the present day TiVo. You remember it's TiVo? Like, like oh, yeah. TiVo had the the whole thing wrapped up in a bow. Like they had it. I forgot why I remember. Oh. I was having a conversation about how they messed it up. But like, what happened though? It, you know, it be it didn't. It wasn't. With with this, there was definitely something that happened around Zoom that was able to really capitalize fast. Like yeah. I remember Zoom being a thing that like before the pandemic that I used a couple times. Right. But I think they just had an easy user focused interface. interface that probably made it so that grandma and grandpa could get on a call easier than having to create a Skype profile probably. Password. So here's the thing, Skype. Let's let's contextualize this in as well. My let me think about this. My first time using Skype was when I I had a girlfriend that was long distance. <laughs> All right, back in like high school, where the only time I used Skype was basically to video call and IM. Right. Pretty much exclusively. It was back. Skype was really created when like, in my mind, back when like AIM was just be a thing right. you know back when like first online chat rooms and chat bots whatever were starting and i think that's where the interface graduated from where i'll tell you this this is actually really interesting i was talking about this with somebody i think in episode four it was just my the previous, previous episode was skype people who use skype like i use skype every day for work still not mm -hmm. as much anymore we're, we're transitioning to teams but i use skype almost every day for work Okay. The interface with Skype still sucks. <laughs> All right, in my personal opinion, right? Not great. But it we're going to Teams where it's a lot more intuitive. Still by Microsoft at this point as well, probably from some right. company they acquired, I'm sure. But I mean, still same company. But and again, going to Teams, and also Zoom is another competitor. Like other people use Zoom as well, right? But in within our corporate corporations, large corporations like to trust other large corporations, right? Because right. the 1% of the 1% of the 1%, right? For like, like let's right, just shake on. some hands and, you know, yes. So make it work. Yeah. So, I mean, so that makes sense of, again, the, the adoption to Microsoft Teams. But then for the majority of startups and other people like Zoom makes sense because of that interface and that be, mm -hmm. is what caught up, right? Same thing with, with, with uh, uh, Robinhood too. Yep. Like, why didn't E-Trade or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or some of these institutional investment platforms catch on either? It's because when you see these you, these interfaces, they're so just, they have so much Charts going and on. Lines and There's so much stuff. going on. Yeah. It's complicated. And you don't know what you're pressing and you can mess things up really fast whereas if you look on robin on your phone it's just buy sell with a stock line and it's super straightforward right. intuitive that i think in my you know how many you know ex, ex, 
experience, I think, is what made the difference with Robinhood and investing and Zoom and video conferencing. Yeah. I think that's really what it came down to. Just their adaptability. The, the adaptability, like I think they started at different times where the people who were using them had already adopted these platforms that if they were to make a huge UI change, they you. wouldn't be able to make that transition or it would break stuff where there was probably a people are scared to make those transitions. And so with, with Robinhood, at least, there's institutional investment firms that are just hard into, again, like Fidelity and E-Trade backends, and they know what they're doing and they can do a lot of complicated, really, again, institutionalized trades on, right. again, with whatever they use on the institution side. But with Robinhood, it makes it super intuitive for the consumers, whereas like a thing like Skype doesn't really have that much of a backend business focused commercial side of the business. It's the same thing that Zoom really does, except now Microsoft Teams has that commercial kind of right. chat and, and you know, Discord-esque type of platform to be able to use, right? So Teams came out later when things like Discord and Slack were already around where they can get inspired and pull from, right? So it's so, I, I look at it as not necessarily Skype dying, but how Teams was born through pulling from what was available in today's time. And it'll be crazy to see um, just all the stuff that, that started now or all the stuff that, that's been shaken up, you know, like if some stuff still hasn't even come to fruition yet, it's but the ball's rolling. And it, like I said, it'd be cool to see five years from now, like what, what's, what's I, changed. I'm very bullish specifically if you look into VR and AR, the future of VR and AR is going to be ridiculous. Those, that I think is going to be something to keep an eye on. Because hey, yeah. they can take me to space, I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to need to go to space with Elon. You can go to space with Oculus. Yeah. You know, I you, if you don't have a, a VR headset, I don't have one anymore. But like, if you haven't experienced VR yet, dude. Uh, I don't own one, but through my job, I got I think it was an Oculus or an Oculus Two. We were using it for training videos and stuff like that, cool. so I wasn't able to kind of screw around with it and just Dude. go crazy with it but it, it really was cool though just how how immersive it is to the point where i had everyone i had my mom try it i had my little sister try it you know so you can feel and be like oh okay shit. i'm looking to that again i work in gaming and i and what happens in gaming is you get some of the craziest tech is experimented on in games first in my mind you know you'll get mm -hmm. a lot of like vr started with games and then you know, the money's in commercial, but you'll get some game developer people who are going to mess around with animations and graphics with platforms first. And then they're going to be the people who are going to chase the money with the commercial side and get these big mega corporations to sign deals with their platforms and education, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think that VR in my mind, I'm going to be looking and hope to look and keep an eye on this space, VR and AR, as, as early as possible. Um, that's going to be fast, especially as remote work becomes more. Think of this mm -hmm. trend, right? More remote work, less interaction with other coworkers, opportunity for VR to get more uh, adopted and then be able to meet in virtual worlds and environments. That'd be kind of sick. <laughs> Look at that trend. Like we're like, all at teams. We're like, going to come back to this conversation in 25 yeah. years. It's not going to be in the next 10, Might maybe in the next 10, 10 to 20 years. And we're going to all be seeing remote work be super normalized. 
And we're also going to be able to see how not only remote work is normalized, but then meeting in VR headsets is going to be normalized as well, having full conversations. I remember many conversations I've already had virtually with other people around the world. Through VR headsets? Through VR headsets. Through VR headsets. Not, not, what would you say? Not like, again, I'm not seeing their face like this, but I can see their interact, like their... There are there's technology in Oculus where they can see your interaction, your your expressions mapped through an avatar, and then I'd be in a virtual world that I can then mess around with people via an avatar. That's cool though. Kind of messed up and like and, kind of and scary, does... but also really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it does give that 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 personal aspect, you know, like we talked about it in some of our work meetings. We're like, hey, we have moments great, and there are all these benefits, but you don't have that experience where hey you get off the call with someone somewhat wrong hey so and so dave how would you handle this or you're not like overhearing people's conversations about stuff and you, you your, your mind does pick up on a lot of that stuff that's mm-hmm. working in the background but yeah it'll be i wrote down the date yeah let's check on this yeah again it's, I, it's exciting even yeah. with like the autopilot and, and all of that you know it, it, it's it's crazy cars and see. driving yeah we all knew dude elon musk was in iron man 2 talking about an automated plane with tony stark but i mean he was in iron man 2 talking about you know his car like it's like we didn't see tesla come out of nowhere like it's been around right. you know it's like right. we've all been talking about it and I've been in like the little O three like baby uh, uh, the baby roasters because like I said I've the other yeah the OG roasters so I just like the like they're they're cool they're cool and the coolest I part about Need for Speed yes yeah Need for Speed too for sure, for sure. Um, the coolest thing about Tesla in my mind though isn't actually that they love isn't their cars actually the coolest mm-hmm. thing is their batteries mm-hmm. that's I think where the money's at the bat their cars are only going to be as good as their batteries once the other auto manufacturers catch up with their with their cars. Fit and finish. Yeah, I mean, once once the other exactly, and then once the um, you know, once their other auto manufacturers get on their shit with the you know electric cars, then it's like, okay, well, how good are Tesla's batteries? And then not only that, but can batteries also power homes? And then can they have yeah. their solar power panels, right? They do have their solar things. Then yeah. they have the solar powers complementing their batteries that's then complement the power of the homes, which then can charge the cars. That's the vision of Tesla in my mind. He's taking big picture. He's he's nuts, man. Insane. He's nuts. And that's just one of his like seven companies, right? <laughs> like the boring company where so, they make flamethrowers. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, dude. So it's been a, it's a, it was a good conversation, man. I appreciate you flipping it a little bit here, but let's, let's bring it back a little bit here. Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's bring it back. Um, cause you still have a little bit more to talk about. Um, was, <laughs> appreciate it. Again, if you haven't, like, well, let's, let's get through this. And if we still have more to talk about, let's, let's go through it. Let's, uh, let's show up your net assets here in a second. Um, so with your net assets, you, you see it come up. Uh, Yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it, bring it back. Because that was a good conversation. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, dude. First off, obviously, was there any last words on your monthly investing that you wanted to talk about? No, it was pretty good. no, no. no. The, what, I'll, what I'll do with wrapping up that portion of my, my, my thought process real quick was, like, looking at the trends over time and seeing what's happening right now. 
and seeing how we can already call what trends are happening in the future and finding right. where does what is that space that you can see building right again just like that vr experience right then if you are right. an ar is coming up soon is like really here i know a lot of ar people right now um talking about again like that big vision with elon musk and tesla like sure the cars are what's going to sell and drive word of mouth but it's the batteries and the solar that's also going to drive the big business you know like what are those again like what are those trends with 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 old platforms like skype now you know failing to you know, new platforms coming on board like Teams, then, you know, Teams is now the new age because Skype and working in Skype sucked because, again, if I wanted to work with people on um, on a PowerPoint, a Microsoft PowerPoint, I couldn't because I had, it would be a local, like a local file. And right. then, whereas now Teams, you're able to actually have... Share your screen. Well, the sharing the screen, but also in Teams, you can also share documents like in Google Drive. Mm right like google stuff is also badass too right because in google drive yeah. right again Easy like everything yeah i mean and and the thing with google is like a lot of other companies the big corporations don't like google and you know don't like google drive because it's a little bit unsecure or unsupported or they just are in bed with microsoft potentially you know and so it's like <laughs> you know you have all, all the these... money Joe. right exactly so it's like you have to figure out like where that's going but i i ultimately think like that trend with google drive wasn't being followed by Skype. And so Skype was doomed already. But now going from Google Drive to Microsoft Teams, it actually makes it a lot easier, a lot nicer. So that progression, you. you know, so it's that trend, right? And so Skype, I probably would have, you know, stopped, you. I never would have used it anyway if I wasn't forced to. But now that they have Teams, it actually makes it a, nice, a lot easier to then combine aspects of, again, like Zoom, Google Drive, uh slack and other of these like collaboration companies right that's where that kind of comes anyway so like as we continue investing and deciding where we put our money you know that's where you have to think about okay well, where are those clear trends in the industries we know a lot about and for me like i again as a gamer um these posters like not 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 the hulk you know you're already able to <laughs> see you know this guy right here that's vr that's vr you know like i love vr stuff that's you know uh Woody and that's uh, way. I gotta look into it though. Yeah, that, that's anyway. that's a uh, that's an idea I haven't I haven't yeah. considered too much. Yeah, yeah. Buzz Lightyear, by the way. That's what that's what I meant to say right there. That's a, a, a UF football. Anyway, it's distracting. But yeah, I mean, it has to be like that. Those trends, and again, it's like those trends. If you're able to again bet on what you believe is going to happen, that's where you're gonna probably find a lot of that value. Hopefully, over time, you yeah. might not be the first, but you know, marijuana companies you know, happening before our eyes. Like it was a massive boom back again a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. but as marijuana continued to get legalized, like more and more people are be, are behind stockpots now. Like, yeah, yeah, I just bought, right. you know, some of these other things, right? So. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Yeah. <laughs> you only yeah. got to be right once. Only got to be right once, exactly. Yeah, and don't, exactly. Uh, don't play with money you're willing, or you're not willing to lose. And yeah. Doing it like that, you're, you're okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So with that, we'll close out the section on the investing and let's flash up <laughs> yeah, the net assets. And uh, I felt like that was a better close than what we did before. I was like, ah, yeah, I didn't want to end on that. It was a pretty hard, hard left term. But yeah, that was uh, the thought. I'm glad we, we spoke about it, though. So cool, man. Let me go full screen here with everybody with your your net assets and uh, feel free to walk us through some of this right now. I'll say a lot of this is kind of just bare bones. Um, I've, like I said, I've been in the process of moving. 
so I haven't been able to just like sit and really uh, play with it. So I would say these are values that I'm looking at for now. And as I take the time out to organize myself and even go back more so into my business aspect of it too, and start to separate that a lot more from my personal stuff, I'll be able to update this chart. So this is just some for me, actually, honestly, because you're saying you're going to make a graphic and they look awesome. So thank you nice. for doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly going to print these and see cool. at the end of the year, like what, what were the, the actual values, set some targets and it, now with it, it goes, that's what I'm telling you, man. It, people should really do this, man. People should really do it. Cool. Because you got to think about it. And you'll see growth, yeah. you know? Yeah. You'll see growth. And, you know, hey, in another year, we'll, you'll come back on the show, and then you will see, you know, what's changed. We'll have a cool comparison. I'm like, damn, dude, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, but again, it's that, it's that process, right? It's all about that, yeah. that learning and, uh, you know, incremental, you know, incremental improvements, you know? Yeah, I fail a thousand times, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just that thousand first step forward is is what matters, you know. You all need there to be right that one time, right? So. Or I hit the lottery like everyone in Florida seems to do pretty much every day. That's that's very true, right? But oh, or <laughs> you, you go and you get Yada Bank, and then you have like you know lottery tickets go. every day already by default. I, I again I do like pushing them because I I do think it's a funny and cool cool kind of idea. Um, but talking about lottery, I got to plug them back in again too. Maybe. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but so with these net assets you got here, right? So obviously cash is cash. But I mean, even if you know, yeah, I mean, whatever this walk us through in your words, you know, you put this down. This is how you at least were thinking when you submitted the uh, the form. So let's uh, even if it might not be super accurate today, then you know, let us know. I'd say at least I know with a lot of my cash is I'm moving cash in and out, or buying this, doing that, or trying to material. Even if I'm taking cash and I guess to buy like my hoodies and, and some of my hats, like you gotta buy it and actually put your hands on. I don't want to sell something that's garbage because it's at the end of the day, it's my name, right? So when I just say cash, it's not really cash. It's just sitting. It's more just loose cash for me to kind of make some moves with, you know. And that's why I'm looking at more ways where I can get another ways to just kind of have something coming in. It's, it's um, for, your, for your business, right? It's it's more for yeah, more so business and. Mm -hmm. My day-to-day, -day, you know, my day-to-day -day as well, but right. for the most part, I'm, same thing how you were saying that 82% of your recent spending has been, it's like kind of like that, where most of it is going there. And this chart doesn't necessarily show that accurately, but that, that's that's the thing behind that. Um, savings, I feel like that's a lot of the stuff that gets automatically gets withdrawn um, from, actually a lot. Of, savings is my investments, so um Oh, cool. And one, any of the, the, the crypto apps, any of the stock apps, anything like that. Um, and also kind of like saving for rainy day as well, too. I know that I like to go on trips. Uh, I like to have fun and do experiences. So it's kind of that. It's just like a bucket where, hey, I'm going to set this aside. And even if I'm in a pinch, like I do have some fun set aside from there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, retirement, HSA, that's stuff that's just coming out of my accounts, um, whatever else I got going over there. And crypto stocks, again, those are still kind of loose, but uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. I mean, again, just having that diversification, making sure that you're, you know, experiencing and learning, right, ultimately. Right? I can't reiterate it anymore. Like, this activity at least made me, made myself more aware of at least where I think I'm at or where I'm targeted to be at than I was like a day before because I'd never been forced to like, Put it out so at least i have somewhere i can see like hey this is where i'm at and 
we'll see what the actual is. Yeah, that'd be we do that for a later episode. End of the year, I'll see like, hey, what I'm, what am I really at? Totally, one hundred percent, man. And I think that this is going to be. I'm excited to have you back on at the end of the year and see where you're at. Right? I think that that yeah. be pretty cool. Pretty cool. To Should see. be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of your uh, your goals then, right? And like at the end, of, like for another like one, three, and five years out. Tell me more about that. Um, the next year definitely look towards doing something else, getting a house, getting a property. Even if I'm doing, I told you that that beach parking thing is so gold, and I know that a lot of the areas are bottom line, but something, even a parking lot somewhere where I can put a meter on it and um because then i'm not really paying too much maintenance so that or property uh on top of that i'm looking at getting my business uh income up of course i was looking to grow that um and i think three years from now definitely have some houses and nothing got i missed for the one year the vending machine things i think that's somewhere where i've gone to even at my current apartment complex, I knew at my place I lived at before, there have been so many nights where I just really wanted a Gatorade. I didn't feel like going to the store. And you know, at the pool, they had a vending machine. They've gotten a reason about my money to the point. It's like, if you can't beat them, join them. You know, you can do the simple maintenance on them. You don't have to buy any crazy machines. So even getting a couple of those set up over the next year to just kind of get that ball rolling, uh, there's that. You just gave me a crazy idea, dude. Wow, what, what is if, if you own an apartment complex, right, and you're getting rent month over month, and again, you put a, a, a vending machine, you own the vending machine too, just like you're owning like a laundry, a coin laundry. Dude, wow, that's so, it's like money on money on money right there. That's kind of crazy. You just blew my mind. You set them up and you, you get a borrow and check them once a week, sock them, fill them, even pay if you got a little sibling, pay your sibling a couple bucks said, hey, stock these, whatever, and hey, it'll pay a bill at the end of the day. You know, that money just doesn't pay my car note. Like, hey, I don't have to worry about my car note ever. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's where I'm at. Um, Three years houses and and, and five years, five years time, I want my business income to just fully exceed whatever my salary is. But my goal in the next five years is to push my salary as high as I can. So it's uh, it's an arms race, to say the least, because like I said in my, my bio thing, I really do want to get it to a point where I have something I can pass down and also, you know, hire and employ my siblings to run aspects of it. It's like, hey, if you do the job, you get paid. If you don't do the job, I'll have to do it myself and find something to do. But at least they have like the option because a company's not going to give you a fair shake. People, that's why that's why they tell you not to talk about money anyway, because they don't want people to know that they're either underpaying you or mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy that people People don't know their worth, honestly. So definitely. 100%. 100%. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. And then, um, yeah, I think I think that's awesome. That's awesome. And when we're looking at the current market as it is right now, um, what are your current thoughts on, 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 again, I know that you're relatively, well, I mean, seven months in eight months in investing right so not necessarily new new but i mean right now your current <laughs> thoughts on on the market and are you still uh like how are you do you have any specific strategies that you're actively looking to implement moving forward with regard to the stock market with regards to the stock market and other markets right now obviously within real estate we've been talking about that's like a, on the plan but primarily with the stock market but if you see other 
things within crypto or metals or other asset classes as well? I say my method has always been like I do ribs low and slow, you know, never get low and slow like too that. high in and, and, and bought into whatever you're seeing, whatever you're hearing. Um, so I think honestly, honestly, man, I think the universe works in really serious ways and there'll be things that, like you said, the TV show was mentioning something several years back and you look at it now, like sometimes I hear, I see things and I just do my own digging at that point of, I think it's something that I see some sort of future and I'm like, Hey, I'll go, I'll put what I feel like I can lose in it and, and go from there. But, um, that, that's really kind of always my implemented plan. And again, it's always the dividends because I do like just having those rolling in, even if I wanted to get to the point where I'm, I'm actually able to just like get the physical check from the dividends, mm -hmm. you know, with that, like that's, that's what I want. Cause yeah. then, Hey, that that's coming in four times a year. You put out towards whatever. Um, yeah, just, just trying to make sound investments and, and, and honestly just learning more. I know there's still so much for me to learn and uh, learn more and then just writing a little ebook thing about my experience. Like, Hey, how to not lose money in the stock market or, or, investing for dummies or you know like it's something yeah. just to yeah. share just to share my experience though um help someone that started in a position similar to me like kind of get their feet wet so I'll, I'll just be straight up with you honestly you know yeah i love that love that very excited to uh to have you back on in a year with your ebook and everything and uh <laughs> be able to 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 share how the progress you've been making has uh, has been coming along um, it's in the universe now, so yeah, you're saying it. It's you know, it's gonna come back. You never know. Um, Master manifestation. With uh, the stocks and the dividends, right? Are there any specific ones you like the most? Favorite um, ones? I like ET a lot. Um, energy transfer. ET. Stock. Um. I don't know. I, I mix them around. I think I think I'm at that point now where I'm still not even getting anything super crazy, you know, but I'll talk to you. Dang. Almost six percent dividends. You're not joking when you say like that stock. Holy crap, look at this stock. Well, I guess in the last year it's been since November at least. That's actually since November. Let's see, dude. No but it's, this stock's treating you well, dude. It's been, and you know, it's like, hey, once I got it, I've been, but. Dude, up 80% with 6% dividends. That's really good, dude. Hey, really it's good. doing what I needed to do, you yeah. know, and, and I've tried to, honestly, you're asking about um, ways I'm trying to implement it. I've been also trying to bring down like cross all averages by saying like, hey, every week for certain, certain apps, even with my. But even with my Coinbase, I'll have it set on certain cryptos like, hey, buy five dollars of this every Friday, you know, and, and just even it equals up to like a hundred bucks a week or whatever you want that it might to be, like do it like that. The M1, I'll have it auto withdraw this and, and kind of set it up like that. I think that that's that's the life hack because again, that, that little bit does add up, even if you're not always catching it on an up day or a down day, you know, at least you're mm -hmm. still investing in it and see where it goes right dog cost averaging is is super important you know especially if you're just trying to just get in again uh what do you say like your ribs like low and slow low, low and slow low and slow dollar cost average low and slow i love that love that another one i like are uh spg this is one that uh this is kind of started me getting into the, the stocks and 
But CJ had mentioned this too, where, you know, the pandemic happened, everything shut down and malls and Simons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Malls what a and thought. Everything. Dude. Every, and people are like, hey, this is the end of the mall and yada, yada, yada. And then lo and behold, yes, now, then the stimulus checks came out. And then the, the economy started opening back up. And 80% since November, dude. You've been doing well. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. It's just, just trying to mix it back. And, and that's why I like having access to quick cash. I can think about quick... this, dude. I knew about Simon's Malls for forever, and I would never. Ah oh, man, you're and, making me feel some regret right here. I can't take credit for this either because CJ was posting this at I think like 50 or 60 bucks or something crazy years ago. And even at 90 bucks, he's still posting it. And but he I like he'll outline too just how many shares of what he has, what it what his dividends are gonna be. Not of all of his investments, of course, but for certain ones that he that he talks about a lot. This is one that he mentioned. And so when I looked into yeah. it, I'm like, that makes sense. Well, just with the election right here from before the election to like the results of the election, well, bam, 60 to 80, and then just kept going up from there. Wow. Dude, wow, good good for you. Talking about, uh, sorry, talking about Austin, Simons owns a place called The Domain. And it's just like, it's an apartment mall setup. It's like all you can it's a highly dense office retail and residential center owned and operated by Endeavor Real Estate, but it's it's Simon's Mall. It's really crazy. It's kind of like what uh, uh, they're trying to do in between downtown Gainesville and the campus. Okay. But okay. this is like if they were to do it right, except with like <laughs> national brands, you know, I got instead you. of, you know. Where else? They're, whatever they're also trying to. I didn't check it out. I haven't been to Austin just yeah, yet. Yeah, owned by Simon Property Group, right there. So, wow. Austin's a great man. So yeah, and then um, yeah. So, uh, just some cherry on top questions here for you coming your way. Um, are there any other like quirky or unique games or activities or tricks that you uh, do or use with your money? Uh, ideal could be like again like rounding up or down on purchases savings transfers anything that could be kind of unique that might be something that um, is very much you nothing i can really think of i just think i know personally i'm one of those people where if i see the money in my account i'm more than likely going to spend it okay actually i got one so okay this, I <laughs> one thing this is gonna I be good i can <laughs> tell i can <laughs> It's simple. It's I take money, um, and you know, let's say I go out one night. And it's like, hey, I got forty bucks. That one of these forty bucks tonight. I go out. Let's say I get back home, ready to go to see. It's in my pocket. It's like, hey, I still have twenty bucks in my pocket. What I do is I'll take the money and I'll put it in the jacket of one of my suits, because I'm not always wearing my suits out. I'm working from home, so I'm wearing a suit. It's either a special event or something like that. So, at that time comes, it could be month it could be a year it could be however long or however long it takes for me to wear that same suit again when i come back it's like you're just like checking your pockets like oh yeah i'm good and you just find like cash and it's it saved me at times too where i didn't budget my money correctly and like i'm in a pinch and you know i overextended myself in the business and like just need a couple bucks and just like get some gas put some food for, you know buy some food for the week that's why meal prep is so awesome i'm making a jambalaya for the week to just like 
cool. And uh, it, it saved me though. It, it, it's honestly saved me. Um, another thing I uh, have, a, I like Hellcats. I started a YouTube channel on that's an extension uh, of itself kind of, but uh, it's called Hellcat Hooligan. And the very first video, you have to check it out actually. Yeah, I'll just send you the Hellcat link. YouTube? Uh, I haven't. What's uh, your channel? Oh, you don't want to know it? Don't want to announce no. it just yet? No, no, I'll show you it. I haven't gotten my followers up to the channel enough where you can search youtube.com slash my uh my domain but i'm gonna i'm gonna send you well yeah i mean me neither right but what is the if i go to youtube what is there hang on one second i'm gonna send you a link on facebook to the channel that'll just take you directly to it it just takes way too long to search not a, I haven't made it big just yet. Oh, let me see. Let me uh, pull that back out. But the very first video I did was me saying, hey, not a position where I can just go out and buy a Hellcat and pay for all the things that come associated with having a Hellcat. But this is something that's a goal of mine, and you'll watch my journey as I do it. And it's I've started on my desk here. There you go. Let me let me see. So let's see what you're about to share with the camera. Oh, uh, the Hellcat Fund, and I just put loose change and money in instead of date to see. So, but even that little thing too, there were times, same sort of thing where it's like, nice. hey, so have some money set aside. So little savings like that. Very cool. Yeah, man, I love this. I'll subscribe. I'll I'll, I'll uh, give you Appreciate a quick. It. Well, bam. Hit that red Watch subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. <laughs> gotcha. Got Tag you. a friend. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody, you heard it here first. Hellcat Hooligan. I love we'll the see. name. I'll do the nastiest burnout of the dodge you'll serve, I promise. Nice. 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 Love that, man. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, let me come back to this. And uh, love the plug right there. So, um and then uh, do you have any, or I should say what is, right? But what is your guilty pleasure? Um, you know, we've just spent the last two and a half plus hours talking about money stuff. Uh, do you, what is your guilty pleasure that, you know, if you were to uh, splurge, what is it? My Thursday's on the beach, man. I go, have a few drinks, play some volleyball, talk a little trash, and then you go out to eat. That's it. Like a dinner after while you're just covered in sand, you're sitting outside, there's like live music, and everyone's just hanging out, you know. Some people are up dancing, kind of doing their thing, but you're just sitting with friends just talking about life and what whatever the day may bring, you're talking about the games, you know. You've seen the sunset that day. So like life's good. Like that's that's only my guilty pleasure. Thursdays, at one point I was Yeah, sorry, continue. Huh? You you go first. At one point I was playing maybe four or five days a week. You know, it's like, if you're doing that for a five days, it's adding up. So normally that's my Thursdays. If I am going to, you know, most Thursdays I just play and go home. Since I prep food, I probably won't go out. But that's that's normally my go-to pleasure. Dang. Thursdays at the beach playing volleyball, man. That sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you, right. I don't remember talking about volleyball with you much. And, you know, what is it new? Volleyball uh, thing with you? Since I moved down here, when I did, when I lived at UF, I, or when I went to UF, I did play a little bit with, uh, I don't know if you remember my friend Joseph, who in the tagging. 
Yeah, of course. He uh he played for the club volleyball team. Yes. So yes, yes. He'd go to Broward and play, and he'd always try to like show out, but like he may be more skilled than me, but I was like, when I like him still, I just make up for it in like athleticism. So I'm yeah. just like out here. But, but yeah, since I moved down here, I've I've really tried to play more and do some twos, tournaments, and stuff like that. Well, next time I'm in St. Pete, I'll hit you up. We'll uh All right, done. We know. Gotta gotta fight. Let's take it all spots. Yeah, I love that. Very excited. Very be a lot better than two, so yeah. I'm working on my yeah. sets. That's the weakest part of my game. Just... And beach, same here. I mean, I'm an indoor player, so I mean, beaches, oh, okay. beaches, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my feet. You know, there's so much. To I do. can only do beach. I just love the, the elements of it. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just playing on grass the other day, and it was just like, it's not the same. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. It's not the same. Like, it's hard to dive on grass. It's just not. Anyway. Cool. So Thursdays uh, at the beach are your guilty pleasure. I love that. And then um, I'll say, is there, you're driving cross country. What music are you listening to? Um, a little bit of anything, man. Um, it's just some R&B. I listen to some jazz, lo-fi beats. Had a church music going, some rap going, have a podcast going. I literally drove to Outer Banks. 13 hours i had a little bit of everything going it just kind of depends on how i'm feeling um but yeah a lot of time i like I like a little jazz a little lo-fi beats just just something casual where i'm not i can focus on what i'm doing if i listen to a song that's too hype i'm like not yeah. paying attention <laughs> yeah 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 makes sense makes sense and then uh what is your favorite book or movie uh favorite book is called the go-giver and i'll actually give you a free copy of this book I have it. Uh, I got it as a gift. I have like a, a PDF version of it, so I got it. But I've shared it with so many people, and there's so many just genuine life lessons. It's such an easy read, really quick. It's not going to be. You said the go giver. The go giver. The go giver. Which is by uh, oh, Bob, Bob Berg. I think I and actually have read this, or, or not read, but I've seen this book. My mom told me that, like, I brought up the book to her one time. She said she'd met him um, at some event or something like that. And I was like, you know, it's such a, it's such an awesome book. I'd recommend a read for that to anyone. Open it up right here. But yeah, very interesting. The Go Giver. I've heard that of. Book? I'm pretty sure I've heard of this book before. Adam Grant. Parable about business and life over time. Fascinating. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Appreciate the the rec. There. What would you say? What's it going for me? What should I? My favorite. I have a go-to movie. Book is a lot less uh, pronounced in my mind. Um, yeah. Although I've definitely. As far as like nonfiction stuff goes, I mean, I think the classic is good to great in my mind of just okay. like management and running businesses. Also starting business starting or start like starting a job in particular is like the first 90 days um, is pretty classic. Uh, and then as far as movies go, uh, I love Into the Wild. Um, Into the, the Wild. Wild is about a story about a, a, a kid that basically um, to oversimplify it basically ventures on his own uh, with the goal of just living in, in in nature and in specifically goes to Alaska 
and uh that sounds cool i love and it's one of those movies I'll, I'll go back to every few years now at this point to just watch because every time i watch it i think a little bit different about it and i have a different perspective like i've feel like i've grown up because i know when i first watched it what i thought of it i knew the next time i watched it what i thought of it and now when yeah. i watch it most recently i have such different perspectives of both of those other times you know and, and I've definitely heard of it. I haven't seen it just yet, but I'd love to check it out. Yeah. And honestly, at the end of the day, incredible story. Just the adventure of it. You know, that's living. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that book. And I'm not going to try to spoil anything about it, but like, you know, we're all here. Yeah, we're talking about money on the show. We're talking about whatever, but like realistically, like at the end of the day, like we're here to live and have a good time on right. this earth and we're trying to like meet cool people doing it. Get to that as fast as I can so I can like enjoy life. And right. So much life, man. Yeah. And 100%. And that, that story, that whole movie really just changed my perspective on a lot when I was growing up. Check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately again, like that guy might've been a little extreme and potentially a little bit, uh, you know, stupid in some of the stuff he did, but his experience, his lived experiences were incredible. And that is valuable. That was, that's, that was, wow. To watch that movie and, and try to live that with him watching that. I was on that journey with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's actually what that movie is it's based off of a book which is based off of his diary like his journal it's a hmm. true story and so it's it's based in and don't don't look them up but nice. no no i watch it i like to give it the full yeah you know, yeah i'll do yeah. all the research and 100 i mean I mean, when I say, like, don't research, like, don't, like, obviously spoil it for you, but it's a true story. Like, if you look it up, you'll know what happens. But if you go into the movie blind, obviously, you're going to be able to get past that really easily. And then, yeah. um, but, like, again, like, reading the book, I'm sure, is is an amazing experience, too. I told you, I'm not doing much for this entire month of June. So, one of these movie nights, I have to check it out. So, I'm always looking for something new to watch, something interesting. So, I appreciate one of my fav- that. favorite movies ever. Ever. Um yeah and so you know i think that that was uh dude we've been talking for a minute man i appreciate your yeah. time on the show is there anything I else that, that you want to talk about anything about maybe your finances or your personal self that you want to share something you're most excited about something that you're looking forward to doing or anything you want to um i think i'm most excited about is just the growth man grown a lot in the last six seven months and we're we're literally it's crazy too we're at pretty much halfway through the year it's june June first, mm-hmm. so almost halfway through. You know, yeah, but we're at the halfway month mark at least. So right, so right, like right. So like that. So we'll see. Six four months from now is it's New Year's and shooting the fireworks and stuff. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see where we're at. Looking forward to it, man. And uh, again, for people who want to fo- to uh, find you and maybe buy some of your merch, where should they go? Uh, check out www hookedup.us, so H-O-O-K-E-B-U-P.us. Um, I'm on Instagram at hookupuf as well. Um, and then just search me on Facebook, honestly, if you're interested and you're not in my DMs being a weirdo, <laughs> like a little chat. <laughs> yeah. 
Be careful but, what you um, wish for, yeah. man. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's funny too. I'll leave you with this. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the month is getting my Google Analytics where they show some of the, the searches that you've ranked for. And since our business is called The Hookup, it's like hookups near me, hookups in my area. I need a hookup right now. And I always get like a couple of those ranked. So I always laugh. I'm like, I love it. Like, hilarious. <laughs> so, hilarious. Hey, man, um, people be searching, you know? they're just yeah check it out <laughs> and even if you don't buy anything from me um like you said i'm, I'm always sharing something motivational and inspiring because i'm inspired by things that i see other people doing and you know all the quotes and stuff like that when i see it i'm like but that's gone if you if you're ever looking for a good motivational speaker to get you fired up eric thomas this man's story yes. is man i'm telling you uh uh i have a little card actually i watched one of his things and uh he's like you know it's like, uh, write down, I want you to take a pen and paper, write it down. Normally I'm just listening and going. So put on a card, like some notes, uh, just from the, from, the, from the topic, but. What does it say? He has a way what of, does, uh, says, what does success look like today? What does success look like today? You know, and, and he said at, at the point where when it comes to people saying they want to be successful and they want to make X amount of dollars, it's like, hey, you're not going to want to, you're not going to feel like it. All the time, you, you, it's not going to be easy. You're not always going to have the answers. But what does it look like today? And just just that consistency, man. You just do what you feel like success looks like today, and have a plan, and it'll all compound. It'll add up, and we'll be on a yacht somewhere, just hanging out, just having a good time, playing some music, just looking at fireworks in another country, and just living life, you know, and, and living life. Playing volleyball on the beach on Thursdays. So, yeah you know <laughs> just, a man can dream <laughs> yeah. awesome man well again i appreciate having you on man that was that was awesome i uh, really appreciate you joining for our fifth episode right so yeah, episode number five so um again looking forward to having you back again in another couple months and we'll check in and see how you're doing i say thanks appreciate you giving me the platform um putting up for these few hours now i'll give you this too um Myself and my friend Greg, we're getting our podcast back going together. It's called Against All Odds. And uh, we're going to get that back buffing and jumping too. So when we do get those gears back turning, I'm going to have you on our podcast and we'll, we'll kind of flip the script and, and we'll see how it goes. See Down. how it goes. I'm in. Because he's a like minded thinker like me as well. And it would be interesting for you to kind of pick his brain and see. Because even he was more so into more of the investing aspect than I was. And, he he's the one that does phones and stuff like that. So I'm looking. I'm like, hey, I'm running some stuff off of him. So we'll do that. We'll have to. I'm ready for it. I'm down. You let me know when, and I'll be there. All right. Well, I appreciate Sounds it, good, man. We get talking to you. We get keeping up. And honestly, man, I'll reach out to you. I got a couple things I want to run by. You. Likewise, likewise. What we'll do right here, we're gonna end the episode. So again, thanks everybody for watching. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and again, uh, thank you. For, thank you so much for joining, man. I really appreciate it. But again, for this episode, for episode number five, thank you guys so much uh, for who's been watching and uh, hopefully see you on the next one. So again, thank you guys. Keep doing big things. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Man. Appreciate it.